let's establish market size box Correct. office wise 70% of the revenues hmm. come from multiplexes is ott growing on the back of theaters <clears throat> sure the actors fees what percentage of the budget anywhere between 20 to 50% of that i think i think we've got to change that hmm. why is it wrong for a celebrity to make money why is it an issue how do you green light original content uh, creativity and commerce is something that should happen hand, hand in, in hand. hand in hand I think short form hmm. gives you a higher likelihood of success. What do you have to give? That's different. The creator becomes the, dis- the, the distribution, the, the product, and the distribution. Hi everyone. Uh, <laughs> Hi. I like how I'm sitting with the three of you and pretending to know what I'm doing here. <laughs> It's uh, two of us then. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Hotstar makes plenty of content. Uh, another interesting fact that I realized today is the three of you did not know each other before today. No. That's And right. uh, how strange is that? That the head of the largest multiplex company, the largest streaming company, and the largest talent company of India do not know each other. I mean, I, I knew of both of them. Just really <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure they had no clue. No. Just, just to. <laughs> and a non-industry somebody who has nothing to do with content is friends with all three of you and introducing you. Yeah. I think the compliment sits Thank with you. you. Yes. <laughs> I think you're Thank doing you something you. right. My network is. And one level it shows the diversity of the yeah. industry as well, isn't it? Absolutely. And I met their the, own field. <laughs> I met the three of you in the most interesting ways possible. That's right. Yeah. I met Ajay many, many years ago at a. common friends diwali party neeraj's diwali right that's right neeraj kanwar neeraj's diwali party in delhi yeah. and we sat and we spoke for a long time and ate food and stuff like that and then we always kept in touch sajit is uh, again a friend from bangalore i knew him when he was the ceo of google pay okay. which is what he did <laughs> ceo is a big deal <laughs> which is what he did before being the ceo of hotstar <clears throat> vijay and i uh, we met on this random night in bombay so i was walking down bandra and uh, it was raining and i had umbrella with me and there was this guy with all these bollywood actresses walking on the other side of the road <laughs> and you know like being very cozy with all of them <laughs> sounds like a movie that ajay would play <laughs> and you would definitely stream probably <laughs> Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, Seriously? that's how I met him. And then ah. no, that's not yeah. how we met him. He didn't mean to travel. <laughs> I was like, don't stop, keep going. You know, I mean, don't stop. Please keep going. Tell us more. No, no, Vijay. I think, I think, I think the stars stop by saying, "Will you ever find Nikhil Kamath under an umbrella walking in Bandra?" I don't see that happening <laughs> all the time. <laughs> He's painting a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah. setting this. No, we met through a common friend, and uh, we started. contemplating what we can do around consumption content or the crossroads of bangalore and bombay like the uh, the tech world here and the entertainment world there and yeah. we started a fund and we kind of like work together and all of that but uh, you guys should introduce yourself to each other cuz i know all three of you yeah and in a manner that you would not traditionally do like Ooh. tell them something about you that you would not publicly say 
you're looking at me because you want me to start. No, no, I, I, I want, I want like the, you know, oh, yeah, just, statesman of the industry to start. I'm just, just like uh, the senior most. Wow. Just start there. Uh, just when I was trying to feel younger. All this. My traditional family business has been Amritsar Transport Company, uh, which was my grandfather started. His name was Bijli Pahlwan. Oh, wow. And a lot of people thought that he was a wrestler, but he wasn't. Uh, he used to promote wrestling. And uh, so that's how uh, my father started. He started the trucking company. My father took it over. And I was supposed to, like a Punjabi boy, boy you know, studied in modern school, Barakamba, then Hindu, where you went, uh, to just take over the trucking company. So uh, basically, um, uh, my father was into arbitration. He used to settle a lot of uh, family disputes and all that. And in that one arbitration, he picked up Priya Cinema, mm -hmm. which is a cinema in Vasan Bihar. And uh, I couldn't make head or tails of the trucking company. So when I finished Hindu in 88, and I joined the trucking company for two years, and I made a disaster of it. I just uh, wasn't very comfortable. So I just spoke to my father and I said, can I do something uh, to the cinema? Because cinema was a little decrepit. It was showing B, you know, you used to have, you used to have first release movies and you had second release movies. So second release movies used to get played there. So that's how my business journey started. So, so 90, uh, I, I started, uh, you know, renovating the cinema. Yeah. Uh, there I were two, three influences in my life. One was uh, Sterling Cinema in Bombay, mm -hmm. which was run by the Tatas, can you believe it? They had one cinema, which was brilliant. It had the only Dolby. And then there was a cinema called Chanakya in Delhi. Of course. And which used to play only English movies. So English movies used to be, only three cinemas used to play. And because people used to think that movies come very late to India. The reason they used to come late is because the houses, they used to call cinema houses at that time, were only very few. So therefore, if a pretty woman did well, it ran for 30 weeks. Wow. So they used to become a backlog. So that's a little opportunity I found where maybe if I play Hollywood movies in that demographic, maybe, you know, I'll get the movies. Plus there was a big issue of, without boring you guys, Hindi movies used to be in these celluloid mm -hmm. canisters and they used to be 50,000 rupees a print. And now it's not even like 1,000 rupees because it's all digitized. So it was very difficult to get uh, prints at that time. So I, I started with Hollywood movies. Uh, for two years, I ran Priya. And with the grace of God, it did it did well. And, oh yeah, it was always it, buzzing. It, it, it was, just it was, to be clear, uh -huh. you know, it was always buzzing. I thought buzzing you were a studious kid who never went. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm being found out here, to be clear. So <laughs> it did well, but I had a personal tragedy, which is the biggest tragedy uh, so far in my life. My dad passed away when I was only Sorry. 25 years old. Sorry. And I just started the cinema business and uh, then I had to go back to the trucking business. So from 92 to 94, I was running the trucking company, whatever little I understood. And then I used to go back and my wife and I got married at the age of 23 in 1990. So I used to go and sell tickets and put posters up and I used to really enjoy that. So that was my highlight of my day to, to do that. But 94, we had another very bad fire in our trucking company. And we lost a lot of money. Oh, wow. And that really discouraged me. And my mom, God bless her, she's still with me. She's 88. She still lives in the same house as me. And she said that when you go to the cinema, your face lights up. But when you go to the trucking companies, the entire world, weight of the world on your shoulders. So just forget about this. And uh, I had some cousins in Amritsar who owned about 5% of the stake. I told them, okay, you run it. I'll strategically give you whatever direction I can. But I just want to jump, plunge straight away into the cinema business. And that's where I, you know, was fortunate enough, I found this opportunity to create multiplexes. And there were no malls, there were no shopping centers. 
the only way you could build multiplex was by picking up cinemas which are not doing well mm-hmm. where the owners were just not interested carve them up into two plexes three plexes four plexes and then uh, that's how the journey started in 97 i opened the first multiplex and since then i've just been you know growing organically inorganically private equity that's what i was telling you about earlier uh, played a huge role because a very capital intensive business renuka ramnath was the first mm-hmm. one who uh, you know cut the check then warburg pinkers jp morgan um icici and it's another avatar uh, through multiples and uh, listed the company in 2006 and then just been inorganically growing then of course the body blow came uh when uh, uh, you know the punch in the gut when covid came mm-hmm. because everything was going well and that that's where uh, i realized that putting all your eggs in one basket sometimes it can be an out of shape scrambled egg as well wow. and not necessarily a good uh, <coughs> yeah. so that was uh, uh i think pre covid post covid uh, changed me dramatically so that's in a very short uh, you know two three minutes my introduction maybe you guys can take inspiration from ajay's introduction and do something like yeah would you like to go next yeah let's keep the highs going when it comes to a little bit of a more we're going to hit that in the college <laughs> list of yours very very soon my introduction is not as exciting as that the most exciting part of my introduction is i stumbled onto this business because started childhood childhood son of an son of an army officer uh, so born during the peak of operation blue star hence the name vijay because <laughs> my mom delivered me literally alone uh, in an army nursing home wow uh, there asked me um, my doctor was a sadar dr gulati and he asked uh, you know birthmarks mm. important right because it's bindarwala and it's curfew and all of that's going on so gulati sir said your son has come with his own own birthmark which is right, where the yeah. double thumb oh. comes into play so- Oh, uh, and he's very lucky. He told my mom this, and of course we kept shifting cities, cities over time. Settled in Bangalore in '95. That's when my dad retired, uh, and uh, started in 2000. Stumbled on the opportunity of managing a band uh, in my 11th standard. Uh, so 11th standard, you were managing. I was managing because I all. My friends always said I have the gift of the gab. I don't know if that's true or no. They always thought we'll that. get to know after the end of the conversation. I guess <laughs> they always. So my best friend always tells me, "Dude, you can sell ice to an Eskimo." <laughs> so I said, "Okay." He said, "Now come and manage this for us and get make us money." I'm like, "You're in the eleventh standard. What money are you going to make?" Like, literally. so but I tried that, and our first show was a birthday party, and thank God it's Friday in Indira Nagar, the mall that got burned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's where TGIF was, and our drummer didn't show up uh, for three straight practices. And because we were playing Backstreet Boys, Boys Zone, fairly easy songs to play, I filled in on a couple of practice sessions, and they said, "You know what? This is good. You're a natural." So, like, yes. The top five days of my life are my marriage, birth of my two children, <laughs> uh, opening for Iron Maiden in Palace Grounds, no, Bangalore. Wow. Wow. Uh, Iron Maiden. Just slip that in there. I just slip that in. You know, through all this domestic so stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take a sip to that. Uh, <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, opening for Iron Maiden and the birth wow. of my company, Collective Artists Network. But I think uh, that drumming's journey was. I was doing studying on the side. I was a good student. I was not an A student, brother. First class student. I wasn't yeah. a distinction student. Uh, I realized I was in Ramaya doing my mechanical engineering 
and that's when i realized that if right now somebody asks me to go fit a tire i won't be able to do it i realized bhai ye nahi hoga engineering engineering entertainment is meant for me so my induction into the world of entertainment was more because of my band and my musician background absolutely and at that point and point uh mahesh bhupati was just kick starting a sports management company called global sport uh it's a full journey mahesh and i have now again gone back to being really close uh but mahesh came to my house we live in indranagar we have a two floor and uh he took my first floor for rent uh to start global sport so global sure. sport starts in my house and i walked up one day and i just said can i intern and they said sure that was my journey into the world of sports and entertainment and then of course life is 2009 we uh moved out to then set up what was at that point in time called as quan uh that journey happened for close to 10 years uh yeah 12 10 11 years i think we were very very clear having an outside in point of view on what's happening in the business i mean you really didn't have the concepts of agents back in the day right i mean the film industry at that point in time during the late 90s to 2000s was pretty much driven by managers you know the mark masquerine has just about happened with mm. sachin and voltel i remember i mean god bless him mark is actually my neighbor in bangalore so mark's dad and my granddad were the first two people who built houses on cambridge layout where we live you must be from a wealthy family who i mean i'm not from a wealthy no actually i wouldn't i wouldn't i love that expression yeah, I, i'm trying <laughs> to answer i'm no, genuinely wait, trying to answer the question you know when you have to think whether you're wealthy or not no sure really no like it's like the same thing you started building the first homes in bangalore you're yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. also when no. you get a salary of 1 rupee a month or a dollar a month or you're something also like, listen no. I, i come from that that's i come from a place <laughs> where my job requires sensationalizing everything and i'm so fed up of saying you know I, you, right? i'm i'm so fed up of hearing things oh, we came from nothing and this no we want rags we want riches we were what do you to... think that thing is overdone the whole pretending to be completely so no we were very 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 clearly middle class uh, there was no rags to riches story but it was neither here nor there uh so family so Sajid, would you like to go next? I mean, there isn't, you know, from the highs the, now. Let's plumb the depths. The best for the last. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. The uh, most uncanny CEO of Hotstar. Yeah, <laughs> definitely the most uh, sort of unnatural choice. I'm from Kerala, but I, I grew up in Delhi, and uh, growing up, uh, I have to say I was like n- not even a first class student. I mean, I sucked at it, uh, but I loved playing sports. Right, like I, I, I played cricket and. all kinds of sports just like enjoyed playing uh and i did that and i went through school college i actually did a masters as well uh, did an mba in uh, in delhi and then started working at star tv right uh 96 96 and i was selling channel v which so these are early days cable tv is just joined and and those days it was rupert's empire right how old are you nasir 50 you don't look it Uh, both uh, of you actually that right this side of the right. table is aging faster than <laughs> yeah. each other yeah. uh, yeah. that's going <laughs> benjamin button yeah. it's a lighting it's going <laughs> <my lighting. laughs> but you know what struck me by the way i i i i should have started with that you know i'm the only person on this table who's not an entrepreneur 
the three of you uh-huh. are doing what I think is the highest calling of mankind, you know, which is like if you're an entrepreneur. No, no, I... Look, I think you are giving unnecessary credit to no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like a corporate warrior. Not like at, at all. best, you could say that. Can I say something? But, yeah. I think it's significantly harder to lead a large corporation than it is to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. Maybe so, but you know, I think entrepreneurs they they create value and jobs and things where there was none. It's it it used to be a very cool thing in right. Bangalore. Off late, it's become a bad it's, it's, thing. It's, so it's we're thinking bit, what to say. Yeah, yeah, I, I you're good. <laughs> that way, I'll take I'll wow. take my place uh, in life. And uh, the reason I said all that is, you know, actually one of the shaping moments for me was I was about what was that about 26 or so, and you know I wanted to like just study some more. Mm. But I knew I wasn't disciplined enough to go do a PhD and stuff like that. And I also wanted to get out of India. I got admission into, so to me, it's like a fantastic school, the Asian Institute of Management. It's a school in, yeah, MBA school in Manila, in Philippines. And uh, we were uh, middle class. So my parents, uh, mother did the hard, does the hardest job in the world, which is to be, you know, look after me and my younger sister and, and my father. And uh, my dad was working in Indian Airlines, right, like uh, back then. So we were comfortable, but by no means were we rich or anything. So, and we had this place that we were living in, which is about 1,100 square feet. And they mortgaged that house to get the fees, to get, like any rational human being would say, no chance I'm going to take that bet. But I guess that's what parents are about. And that really made me responsible. And just like it woke me up saying, my God, this is like we have the one place, they live in it and they, they're putting <laughs> it on me. To, I, I know, I mean, it's one way to think of it. And uh, whilst I had a fantastic two years in Manila, I had a great time. But it's probably the first time in my life I like actually also really like studied, you know, because I wanted to like uh, make sure that, that their investment yeah. uh, did not go down the drain. So it really shaped me. I worked across multiple sectors. Um, but I've been in tech for close to now, maybe a couple of decades or so. Um, and I joined Google when the internet was, this is like 2007. And uh, it was just after the iPhone had gotten launched, mm-hmm. right? And there's no Chrome, there's no Instagram. None of these things were around. Um, and it was fascinating just to have a ringside seat and just to learn every single day. The, the second bit of the story is that um, Google asked me to go open our office in Malaysia. So I was working with them in Singapore for from 2007 all the way through to about 2010. And 2011, Jan, I went off. And that arguably is probably the most enterprising thing I did because uh, I, I, I had to go set, build everything from scratch, like went, looked for office space, found a small office like that had no windows, had a great address, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, could see two people. Uh, and again, I learned a lot through that. Now, I obviously, I romanticize this just to make it sound more... And then it was. One good thing about all of this yeah. is, you know, Competition Commission is go- doing a good job in this industry. <laughs> if the three of two did not know each other up until today. <laughs> it's, true. It's, true. I know. it's true. And and the and the thing that gave me the most pleasure as well as a lot of learning was actually finding and hiring great people yeah. and seeing them come together. And, you know, there is a lot to be said when an organization or a team is small, you know, when there are 10, 12, 15 people. Mm, yes. 
And, and you know, there's this concept, right, of a Dunbar number that uh, if, if a group is above, above 150, forget it. Like everything just breaks. But just, you know, when you're that size and you all come together and, and you're trying to build this business, and yes, of course, we've got a lot of wind backing us, but I think it just, like, it just taught me so much about how, how important people are and, and how lucky you have to be to find great yes, people could not agree who just like, you Absolutely. know, it is just like, it just completely blew my mind. And you know, the, the interesting thing was because the industry is, the internet industry was so small in Southeast Asia as it was, pretty much anybody or everybody I hired had no background mm. in the internet, right? Like, and they're just, they're just amazing people. Uh, all of them were Malaysians and, you know, just people who were just very hungry, they had an X factor to them, just came on board. And so I learned a lot through that whole experience, it was fantastic. And then third thing was actually coming back. Um, you know, I think it also taught me the importance of having like a sponsor or people who believe in you. So I had, he's a very dear friend, but he's also somebody I've worked for, you know, like a, he's been my boss. And he said, look, you know, we're building Google Pay in India. You, how long are you going to be in Southeast Asia and all? Come back to India, you know, spend too much time outside. And I told him no chance because, you know, I've never been a banker. I can't remember the last time I went to a bank. I know nothing about payments. I know India and I know I know Google. He said, yeah, that's enough. <laughs> I said, no, you shouldn't give it to me. Go find someone. There's so many bankers in India. Go, go do this. But, you know, just I think his belief in me and uh, some of it colored, no doubt, by our friendship and, and all of that. I think he just said, look, just come. Just do this. And I had, uh, like, I was starting from scratch, right? Like, sure, I know India, but... I I didn't know UPI. I didn't know mm-hmm. all the things that kind of go into making it work. And I felt significant imposter syndrome. Uh, now, as it turns out, four years later, as I was leaving, I realized that a lot of others who I was working with had the same feeling, mm-hmm. you know, because um, I think we all go through this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got this incredible opportunity to go work at Disney Plus Hotstar. And again, I thought to myself, I mean, how and why? Because I am... I, I'm not a content expert and this business is very candidly, it's about content, but there are a few things I, there's maybe one or two things I know about tech, right? Like, and, and, and that space. And I think, you know, just this opportunity to figure out what this intersection is between what, you know, people love to watch, watch with how we can serve them through what tech does was I thought like a profound opportunity that somebody made a mistake and gave me <laughs> and said, look, you know, we'd love to have you come and join us. And I just, it's been just incredible that, that this has just been 10 months, but to the point we were just discussing, there is not one meeting that I'm in where there is at least not one, if not more people who know a lot more about what is getting talked about than I can ever hope to. But such a learning moment for me that every day I'm getting the better end of this bargain than, frankly, the people I'm working with. So that, that you know, that, that's sort of like the fourth piece of this, this thing. You, right? You've been so, with Hot Stuff how long now? Just 10 months. 10 months. Okay. 10 months. But okay. A, it feels longer. <laughs> then Sajid joined Hot Star, right? He huh. had to move to Bombay. We were catching up one night for dinner. Huh. And I was asking him, like, you're entering this new world, like, you know, like glamorous world and all that. Huh. 
He's like, bro, I'm going to stay so far away from all that. I'm going to go there Monday to Thursday and try to be back home in Bangalore on Friday. And so mind you, there have been quite a few weekends I've done in Mumbai. Yeah. Fantastic place. And you know, I love the… I has, love your, has your mindset about Bollywood changed? No, I, I respect, you know, look, these are artists. It's hard to be an artist. <laughs> right? like, it's very hard to be an artist, just to be clear. Love but, it. But I'm not sure. I, I, think, I think there are people, people like Vijay, Ajay, colleagues of mine who run content. I, I, think, I think they know. And they've been in this for a while to work with and handle all of them. And that I don't think is like... I, I want to learn about it and I engage constantly with my content head and that team and I'm constantly learning, asking and all of that. But I, I, I just don't think it's for... for I think the more right? uh, de-glamorized de view you take of the industry, the better off you will be in the long so run. That, Could not agree with yeah. you. That is, that's the secret sauce. Unconsciously, I, I can't... I don't claim to have made that choice consciously. I think unconsciously, I kind of wanted to not get into any of those circles because it allows me to yeah. make maybe more objective decisions yeah. than I otherwise would. Yeah. But the mistake that I made in the production business was only this, that you get carried away by the, you know, these people. That is so true. And you end up taking wrong calls on scripts. You end up taking wrong calls on... But you know, that is a testament to evolution. Like you're able to recognize and speak about your mistake in the manner that you're doing right now. Like you've truly digested it. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, so I, when I uh, worked with Sa uh, Amir, he told me one thing, that Saraswati comes before Lakshmi. So it's a, it's a creative field. And Saraswati is the goddess of creativity. But people take Lakshmi prior to that. Straight away, oh, yeah, 100 crore ki ho jayegi, 200. Beautifully framed. And uh, so I think uh, the moment you say that, like even if you're building a home, the architect will first look at the layout and he'll see if it's making sense. Similarly, I know you. it is a, it is a creative business, but at the same time, you can't, uh, you know, lose sight of the fact that script is the foundation. And first you do justice to that. But you know, sir, I think, I think that's a great segue into another conversation. I think the entire business in, from an India POV is just so new. What I mean by saying is the concept of outside-in, right? Where to not be a part of the system to actually create impact in the system is a very, very new concept. And let me, let me actually flesh that out for you a little bit. I don't think you had a... The studios came in. Right back in the day, before that, the mark, the production, the way production used to work was not really corporatized, right? I mean, it was it was a little wild, wild west in that sense, right? Uh, then there was the entire satellite boom that happened. Then now streamers have come in. I think every part, you, since you mentioned evolution, the front end of the ecosystem has consistently evolved over the last couple of decades, over a period of time. The back end of the ecosystem has also now continuously evolved over a period of time. You know, there was the concept of agents really didn't exist in 2000 even. Right? It was basically an age-old family secretary writing dates. Uh, oh, wow. If, Is that right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. It, wow. was, it was not, I mean, there was no emailing a date or there was no contracts. You know, it was very, very clearly, very dealt very directly, I think. To their credit, I think Shailendra and Harinder at Percept were the 
first real godfathers of that business and that's why I spoke about Mark because when Mark did those lovely deals with you know Sachin and Voltel at that point in time that mm. was the real starting of the Jerry Maguire journey of the <laughs> business right Mark was probably India's first Mark real agent Mask Venus and I remember mm. when he passed away mm. God bless him there was this star studded funeral kind of thing happening in his in his house when we shared a compound wall right and everyone had come from ravi shastri to sachin to all of that right and i remember that ravi shastri had won if you will remember this he had won the benson and edges man of yeah, the yeah, series yeah. the so audience this, mm. yeah sparked right outside mark's house and i was looking at the audience saying yaar kya gaadi hai you know literally but i think mark started it and then slowly we started getting involved and we started uh we started having more and more look into you know how can how can one do this in a slightly more streamlined and organized way to your question of of budgets you know for whatever comes in and and i think the studio system brought in some degree of discipline in terms of the way budget works in terms of the way film works today of course we are again living in which i'm pretty certain we'll allude to at some point in time we're again living in slightly dystopic times when it comes to the overall commerce of talent the marriage between platform and both of you guys are platforms in a way right marriage between commerce platform and talent has to find the next level of evolution i mean this happened back in the day in caa when or when back in the day when in the west when actors started participating in gross profit points was you know back in the day and you know that made such a huge impact mm. to a business i mean for the sake of reading everybody must you know there's a book called powerhouse which is the story of ca where you talk about the greatest films that would not have gotten made if the economic structure of of conversations didn't change forest gump being one of it hmm. it forest gump was in scripting i think for 9 and 1/2 years wow never got made it was in in the cans and you know top gun or uh, jerry maguire you look at all of these films the history of these films were at some point in time the industry in itself took a view on changing the way commerce worked mm. that was a triangulation between exhibition product uh, production and talent that's when that was literally the point at which the triangulation at where the, the business metamorphosized i think so this is a good segue to kind of describe what we are trying to do today uh content i think is a huge industry uh all three of you are super relevant in this probably the most relevant in india today and we want the session to be everything content from a perspective that any entrepreneur trying to build a business in this industry should be able to look at this video this show as a reference point what direction to go in mm-hmm. so i had a few topics in mind i thought first we will define what is content we will get rid of evolution of content because i just thought about it now i don't think it helps anyone starting a business today mm. so the tv vcr mm. all of that i think yeah. that's irrelevant to somebody starting a business today so let's mm. ditch it i think one very important factor here is to define the indian market size accurately uh, between the three of you i think we can yeah. i think we can figure out how much all talent earns together <laughs> how much all theater distribution earns together and how much all ott platforms earn together to create a accurate model for somebody building in the space we'll follow that up with the future of content in each one of our opinions 
and which direction these entrepreneurs should skew their startups towards. And at the end of it, we'll figure out what are the best investment opportunities available today, public, private, for people who don't want to build content companies necessarily, but people who want to invest and take advantage of the exponential scale of the Indian consumption market, in which I think content fits in very accurately. Let's establish market size first. Okay. <laughs> so I looked at the streaming numbers, the OTT numbers of different platforms and how much different platforms charge. Can you just like tell me like Hotstar is how much and the number of the average that a user is paying? See, but now by that, this time, I'm like essentially giving you the Hotstar revenue, right? <laughs> I think the way, <laughs> the, the, way, uh, the way you want to do this, <laughs> the way you want to do this is, look, there's a BCG meta report right, that says that the streaming subscription kind of business in India is about 2 billion. Together. All players, all in. So ads the biggest players are? Us, Netflix. You followed by Netflix? No, I think no. Hotstar is the biggest. We are, we, we are the country largest, but uh, after us will be Netflix. I think will be there. Uh, not in terms of number of subscribers, but I think because their outputs are much higher. Mm. Uh, they have about 8 to 10 million. So there's us, then there's Amazon Prime, Sony Live. I think these four are the main players. Now Geo is clearly in the mix and they will grow um, and are growing. So 2 there billion are, is the There comments? are about 48, depending on which source you believe in, there are about 48 to 50 streaming players in India. So this 2 billion number is the combination of advertising, yeah. everything. Yeah. But in that same report, hmm. interestingly, they say that the kind of video media business, so that, that actually includes... Social media, I'm guessing. No, no, it doesn't include social media. It includes television, includes streaming, includes movie studios, is... 2022 was about 12 to 14 billion dollars in, in India. 12 so to 14 ignore, billion dollars yeah. if you add what? Television, movie studios. When you say add television, what do you mean? Uh, as in so TV, TV revenue. business, TV revenues. So TV revenues are ads, ads and distribution. Those are the two main so streams. He, I think what he's saying is Star Plus plus Disney Hotstar, Wyacom, Colors Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. But I think TV revenue we have to leave aside. I think OTT and TV revenue are essentially different, right? They're different. They're in different. That way. But the size of the video mm. kind of Market. business in India, but you have to include TV in that, right? It's sort of, uh, right. you know, it's linear. I know it's not digital, but that's kind of where everybody starts from. Shahrukh started from there as well, for, right. since we were talking about him. Right, so. That's about 12 to 14 billion dollars. Put together. Put together. And how is this number, the 2 billion and the 14 billion growing year on year? What was it five years ago? Much smaller. The combination was smaller? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Combination was definitely smaller. I mean, five, five years, years ago, ago, was Netflix even live? No, no. Six years. Seven, seven years, years, yeah. But very Netflix so. component is 2 out of 14, right? Very so. much so. Yeah, very much so. It was there. See, India has historically been a television hmm. market. I read TV somewhere that there are some 600 million TV sets in India. And the access to TV sets is for 600 million people. It's the reach of TV, because you have to include Freedish as well, right? Like mm. The reach of TV is about 800 million people. 800 million people, at some point in time during the year, are watching. So just from my understanding, if you guys are at 40 and you're the largest, some total of all the other aggregators would be around another 60, 70? So just on S-Word, not on yeah, The size of the number of people who've 
uh, who've paid a subscription at least once at any given point in time is anywhere between 80 to 90 million people. So just look at that. So if you're talking 80 to 90 million and 800 million mm-hmm. on TV, there are two ways, I guess, to look at this data. One is how small the actual OTT business is in absolute terms. The second part, which goes, which I guess at some point in time segue, is the opportunity that's sitting ahead of us if the creator and platform game becomes mm. synergistic. You're talking about close to a billion people. I don't know if there's any, I don't know if there's a continent across, <laughs> a continent across the world where that you have that, that growth side. But I don't think available. that's the fair extrapolation is because the RP, ARPUs are completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had so one I'm saying I'm putting AWARD in it as well. If I had one tenth the number of users in America, uh-huh. but they're willing to spend 20 times as much on average, that market is, from a corporation standpoint, significantly larger. Yeah. What happens when you throw I mean, AWOR into the mix? Uh, and what is that split? Mobile and computer? Oh, but mobile is a high majority. Mobile, computer, TV? <clears throat> uh, mobile and computer is about, look, you can just put it in the same category. So, because you're saying mobile plus uh, iPad, uh, you know, tablets plus your desktop are essentially about 70-75% of our users. So keep one thing in mind, you know, even even Disney Plus Hotstar has two sets of users. There are people who pay a subscription fees and there's uh, uh, there's a set of users who come every month, every day, uh, also to consume our free offering. Because there's a set what of... Is, what is that, that split? Uh, it's about, I think it's about, it's about half and half, right? Like so some of the stuff I'll, I'll have to run through and we should, mm. we should make <clears throat> things it's about a, You would say two billion for OTT solely? Yes. But if you were to add... So you have TV, movie studios... And Can OTT. you just define each one? What is TV? TV would be essentially all the linear TV channels and okay. distribution. Okay. Right. Distribution so, is what? So, so all the you know the pay TV etc. So the the fees that uh, you know people pay for it. For cable essentially. For cable. Yeah. Okay. Right. And then ads. So ads and TV, and then you got the OTT business. We talked about that. And movie studios. So um, the the takings on the box office etc. Wait, wait. Um, movie studio is. Where so what they are taking in through um, exhibition? I mean, for the sake of his listeners, mm-hmm. because in India OTT is typically described only as streaming. Yeah, streaming. The two billion is streaming plus satellite television. No, or just streaming. Just streaming. Okay. Just television is much bigger than streaming. Just How big is television? Just television at least eight to ten billion dollars. All in, right? Like with the number of and channels. And is that ratio changing? OTT increasing. Television uh, OTT is increasing, but uh, see the dec- the the see television uh, is nowhere near declining as precipitously as it is in the US. Mm-hmm. That is a whole complete. Uh, That's almost thing. like a free fall. Oh yeah. Just because I'm I'm not aware and haven't had a cable connection for a long time. What <laughs> is the pricing of that? Like, <laughs> oh, it's a it's very it's like you can pick and choose channels. So earlier there used to be these bouquets. You had to take bouquets, etc. So now they introduce some regulation. Of course, there are still bouquets. But you could pick just like. But on channel. average, how much does a user? Pay? I mean, I think the the oh, I, I six hundred bucks. My head. No, no, that Only. that feels like it's very. Because then they would go to Netflix and Hotstar. Yeah, and that feels no, like. That's the time I used to have a data. So you have to keep on thinking about you know like sports for instance like one channel HD because now you've got HD channels and mm. you've got non HD channels it's like nineteen rupees a month for uh, for uh, this. Also, you have to keep one thing in mind. You know, people. I think the concept of paying for television, as in cable TV, is firmly ingrained in 
it's culture culture it's you know it's color tv it's a, literally it's a community it's it's like community viewing right uh that is not the case in like thinking about streaming and and all of this. so there's a lot of work that we have to do to help develop that category just to be clear right and that comes from as you were saying like entrepreneurs and people who will come in and try and either be great creators or great yeah. platforms but just a question for you in that oh, because yeah. how do you how how do you intend to take that 40 million down yeah, to how 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 are you going to funnel that down the pyramid what do you need is it more content driven is it yeah, more yeah. is it economies what is it so no it's a great uh, it's, it's 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 a great uh, thing to talk about uh, and mind you it's not for limited right like so there's about depending on what source you believe let's just say there are about 80 million people in this ecosystem no about, okay, okay. no yeah. we should talk about the right. ecosystem so it's about 80 million people who pay subscription right see one of the most important things that need to happen is more vernacular more regional uh, content that is super key because increasingly we are seeing that um, uh, a lot of the content getting consumed consumed is in vernacular languages so that's going to be very very key the other thing is you know what i wonder is historically all these platforms that we're talking about is known for long form content yeah very very mm-hmm. well built etc what are we thinking about short form right yeah. like you know stuff that's anywhere between 30 seconds to 2 minutes maybe maybe slightly longer but 30 minutes 30 seconds to 2 minutes and you know the interesting thing is uh studies show i think this was a bain study or something consumers of short form content are overwhelmingly male as much as 75% are male are 25 years and less and by the way majority of them come from tier 2 cities and the yeah. high majority i'm talking 65 70% mm-hmm. come from tier 2 uh cities and below that's that's the, demo, the demographic there right and so if you think of it there are a couple of things at play here one uh interestingly um smartphones in india they tend to get set up in a majority of the cases as much as two out of three smartphones tend to get set up by the male in the house even and though a woman is buying the smartphone the point is that women are not look i'm not talking about tier one series look now we're thinking pan india yeah. right and you really want to build yeah, out yeah, the yeah. market and everything i think just making sure that access to smartphones is more democratized and so all of that i think plays out over a period of time just in terms of price of these smartphones and does that gender change when the content becomes longer the gender ratio 75 25 not not it doesn't reverse or anything but yes it 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 sort of starts to uh, so women are consuming longer form content yes. than males yeah. is that only in tier 2 3 or also in tier 1 no this is majority i'm talking about is tier 2 and below but you have to keep one thing in mind no the the main reason that it's also males is because the access to the smartphone is with the males and what they do is what they believe is that their wives or whoever the women in the family that they get access to television is like a sacrifice that the male is making mm-hmm. and so so they that's they, great cultural cultural right yeah. so no but that, so but that this has profound implications for anybody wanting to get into business right well who are you building for um what can we do to get actually more women consuming more of this content on devices that are actually that belong to them 
right? And and once that starts to unlock, that's to your point, Vijay. That is when you truly democratize. Like that's where you really this eighty million becomes much bigger. Yeah. Just to summarize, yeah. you said two billion OTT purely. Yeah. Eight billion. TV, TV related. Yeah, eight to ten billion. Yeah, yeah. All getting the exact numbers. OTT growing approximately twenty, thirty percent. Yeah. TV growing at a lower rate than that. The, if, the, if that. Definitely lower than that. Yeah. yeah. And if, if it's growing, yeah. that's a part of the market. <laughs> Moving on to theaters. How many screens in India? What is the price difference between single screens and multiplexes? Uh, demographically like he said how many male how many women uh, what is happening in the north of india what's happening in the south of india <laughs> um 9000 screens uh, number keeps changing because a lot of screens closed down as well mm-hmm. um and they closed down for uh, uh reasons which are more to do with building bylaws sometimes the cinema is still doing well explain that uh, but the real estate value Uh-huh. of a mom and pop cinema owner is much more uh, the potential is much more than running it as a single screen only of 1000 seats so government allowed a lot of uh, uh, every single sing- uh, cinema owner to convert it into a 300 seater cinema only and the rest into commercial so because so fragmented india never had chains hmm. if there were 10000 cinemas they were they belonged to 10000 owners so they found that they could get better value if they converted so in fact which is which is not very good for the industry mm. but uh, that's one reason by about 500 odd screens uh, start uh, close every year we o- we open when i say multiplex association multiplexes open about 300 screens so net net about 9000 screens are total uh, in india uh, multiplexes will be about 3500 mm. and uh, single screen penetration is a hell of a lot in south still again because of the malls and shopping uh, bangalore is an exception Mm. Bangalore we just opened a 200 screen uh-huh. and because uh, everywhere malls are coming up like uh-huh. crazy but overall uh, you know you have less uh, penetration of multiplex screens uh so you said in 9000 1500 a multiplex no 3000 3500 and what was the number 5 years ago single screen multiplex uh because 5 years ago so you can minus 1500 So about two thousand uh, multiplexes were there. But the total number of screens are not going up. Roughly, You're saying the share of multiplex is going up. Is a share percentage share. So box Correct. office wise, seventy percent of the revenues mm. come from multiplexes because of a higher uh, average ticket price. Mm. And people just generally like human nature. And what is that ratio? How much does the average ticket at a multiplex cost versus the average ticket in a single screen? The average ticket price is two hundred thirty nine. So you can say the average ticket price of a multiplex would be about two hundred bucks, mm. and the average single screen would be about eighty ninety because you have balcony still. So balcony still significantly contributes to the ATP. So those days are gone. Mm. People still have that in their memory mm. because as I said, nineteen ninety is not too mm. far, you know, too too long ago when the ticket price was controlled. That's mm. why all this noise keeps coming that the uh, you know the ticket prices are high. But is this a, is is a big problem why. smaller cities and villages don't have theaters things like uh compliance and regulation like you need to have a fire escape and this and that do they add to the cost they of, add to the capex is that the main reason uh and and not getting the right locations and destinations 
where you can convert them into plus cannibalization happens very quickly because these smaller towns have also got very small population hmm. so you make one multiplex two multiplex three multiplexes they all do well what scale does it make sense to have a multiplex in a town i think uh, our smallest city would be like a latur where How we have 500000 people are there and we still build multiplexes again small price point hmm. um and and also the uh, uh, one one thing that you asked me about the difference between various uh, regions uh south i'm sorry i'm clubbing the entire yeah, south yeah. into one category but tamil telugu malayalam mm. kannada hindi english consumes the highest number of uh, films uh, in a year and the movie going index is also the highest which is 12 times a year wow. so that's how disparate the market is now the moment you start going towards west uh, north east and central yeah. only two languages Yeah. English also dubbed English like you said yeah. escapism fast and furious marvel dc or hindi i actually or, have this number it says 62% of single screen theaters are in the south correct right yeah. 62% followed yeah. by 16% in the north that's right yeah. because yeah. the you know the evolution of uh, malls and shopping centers happened quicker there hmm. and or these smaller films like hmm. punjabi movie only in punjab maharashtra marathi movie only in maharashtra hmm. but south is just phenomenal mm-hmm. so pre covid to uh, post covid 90% business is back the 10% which is not back is because of bollywood because bollywood was also contributing it just points uh, to, uh, to to south <laughs> and because they are not clicking <laughs> it's not doing well so it's a very disparate market a demographic gender wise i don't know mm-hmm. but age wise is 12 to 34 would but, you say it's similar like movie going out audience 75 men 25 women All I know is women take uh, a decision based on how good the toilets are. <laughs> where, where should the the family go? Right. So we we uh, we did a lot of study and we realized that uh, women of the house takes a decision which cinema to go to, whether it's your daughter, your wife, or your mother or your how, girlfriend. How do you measure that though? We just uh, uh, so got this uh, huge feedback from hmm. our own uh, uh, you know loyalty program hmm. uh, that uh, uh, you know the colors that we use. Uh, the 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 way the toilet is the hygiene level everything wow it, it, like it, what color is appealing and what isn't it's got to be look our our movies are larger than life colorful mm-hmm. and if you remember 1990s the cinemas all used to be gray correct so therefore you know at the cost of sometimes it looking uh, uh you know a little loud we really try to make sure the teals and the pinks and the magentas and the blues are using uh, being used it doesn't happen in the west mm-hmm. because in the west it's like you come Buy uh, buy a ticket, buy your popcorn, Pepsi, watch the movie, and get out. So yeah. I call them shoebox cinemas. Right. Whereas in India, it's a it's a form of an entertainment. People, you know, they dress up, they come. Uh, it's an event. It's an event, and there's an interval. So you again come back to the foyer. Yeah. You when you, when you go to the loo, you think that you're also the hero. The girl <laughs> thinks that you're the hero. So it's like very difficult, a different culture. Yeah. And and the point you said, trailers and yeah. intervals and all the larger than life escapism. they don't want to see dreary stuff very rarely you'll find so the split of your revenue you said is 60% tickets 66% tickets i've always wondered if i pay 200 rupees to pvr for a ticket how yeah. much goes back to the person who made the movie and how much does pvr keep 50% roughly 50 is that negotiable like if it's a shahrukh khan movie would you keep 40 and if it's so it's a it's a sliding scale first week is 50 and then if the movie reaches a certain threshold of uh, box office then you get a 2.5% bonus to the producer and if it doesn't then there's a 2.5% discount 
because there are so many movies. And when you say two point five percent, it becomes forty seven point five percent. So right. in 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 the producer's favor, oh uh, sorry, our favor, we get fifty two point five. Producer will get forty seven point five, and the other way around, if the movie reaches a certain threshold, uh, occupancy and numbers, then you, next week it goes to thirty seven point five, and then it goes to about thirty percent. Do you also have a revenue stream where people offer you money for more screens than they would have gotten democratically? No. No. that used to happen earlier huh. what they used to call minimum guarantee or theater hire hmm. uh, that doesn't happen anymore now you just release the movie whatever the box office collections are you split it on a weekly basis that's it so what would you say ajay is the total revenue like he said 2 billion ott 8 to 9 billion television yeah in these 9000 screens 3 and a half thousand multiplex and the balance yeah. 6000 uh, single theater All the tickets sold, all the food sold in that ratio sixty, twenty-five, ten in advertising in between movies or whatever. Combination of all those elements, what would be the revenue? Uh, box office is what is reported mainly. Yeah. That's about ten thousand crores. Ten thousand. But then you 10, can 000. extrapolate and add forty percent for the other yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's right. But right? Uh, yeah, advertising and uh, your FNB revenue. If you add all that and say what is the theatrical business, because 14, theatrical, uh, yeah, but. About a couple of billion. A couple so of billion. So very yeah. similar billion. at scale, OTT and yeah. multiplexes correct, and correct. theaters together. Yeah. But just one more number I want to throw out there is the global box office. And to tell you how small India is, forty-two yeah. billion. Forty-two billion. Billion. So pre-pandemic, huh. the global box office was forty-two billion. You're saying the total of movies across the yeah. world. Yeah. Half of it went to went to the producers. Hmm. Half went to the exhibition. And when I say exhibition, means two hundred thousand screens globally. So the two hundred thousand screens globally huh. uh, got twenty one billion, huh. and the producer fraternity, the, huh. which is all studios and then fragmented, and uh, got twenty uh, one billion. So that's how big it was, and then it of course dramatically came down in two thousand twenty one, twenty two, twenty two, twenty three, and now it's slowly inching up. And if you were to compare, because we have like very similar numbers now, yeah. If you were to go back five years. Compare theater income. I'm adding multiplex and theater mm. versus OTT. Five years ago, what would this number be? What is growing faster? I'm guessing OTT. Right? OTT. Yeah. Okay, yeah. At but what? But five years ago, that must have been much bigger than OTT. Oh, this will be insignificant. Mm. But is that decreasing? Is <laughs> OTT growing on the back of theaters? I think TV shows are something that were pre-pandemic. That's what people were watching, mm. and for cinemas. Uh, for movies mm. they were coming to the so i think they were both complementing each other right it wasn't and the same consumer mm. was happy to let the story unfold mm. over 13 <laughs> episodes and yet want to see season 2 mm. and he also was going out for a quick fix mm. and watching a movie for two and a half hours a coming i think the lines got blurred in the uh, you know pandemic mm. where because producers could not release the movies on the big screen mm. uh, therefore you know and cinemas were shut anyway and they want to monetize their content a lot of content got sold and now uh, basically uh, there is some amount which is purely ott revenue and which is th- uh, the tv shows or fa- fabulous tv shows and some is uh, going through that monetization journey of content anyway mm. which is first it goes to theatrical the quantitative and the qualitative benchmark gets set then goes to ott then goes to uh, satellite yeah. so that part I don't know the exact number. I, I read this very interesting. The paper spoke about the theatrical window. Yeah. 
So let's say 10 years ago or five years ago, the difference in time from when a movie released in a theater right. to when it came out on OTT or you can extrapolate and say VCD, DVD, yeah, yeah, Blu-ray, whatever. Correct. Used to be a couple of years, came down to one year, came down to six months, came down to one month. There have been experiments where they both released on the same day. Yeah. The movie actually did well, but the theater community had such an issue with it yes. that they were not allowed yeah. to release on the same day. Correct, correct. Do you think the fact that a movie is, re is, re is releasing in a theater first helps OTT? I think both, uh, uh, well, this is what is marketing been, for the yeah, movie. This is what, absolutely. So, uh, this happened during the pandemic, obviously. Uh, the, the windows collapsed completely. As I said, for the same reason, because studios had content ready and they wanted to release it. And obviously, lots of studios came out with their own streaming services. You know, Warner's, uh, Warner had HBO, uh, Hotstar, when Bob Iger, you know, Disney, towards the end of his book, they, they launched, they launched Disney+. Plus. And plus, they were also not very happy to give all their libraries to Netflix. And they want to create their own streaming platform. But then they realized that, uh, that the awareness of the movie and this $42 billion that I'm talking about and the 21 that was coming to back, coming to them, can never get recouped if they mm. go straight to streaming. So if a $100 million movie gets made and you want to monetize it, it's best to first release it in the first window, which is theatrical. And that wasn't... The same 12 uh, weeks or you know whatever, two months, three months, four months, they shortened it down to eight weeks. So they said even eight weeks are enough because of the term that I used earlier called carpet bombing. Mm. If you have a big movie, right. you don't need to mm. you know release it uh, after two months yeah. or three months or four months because mm. when you carpet bomb it, it releases mm. at 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 screens and if the movie clicks with the consumers, you'll get your revenue back anyway. So therefore, uh, after lots of trials and tribulations, you decided to get the window back. Right. And it's more for economic rationale. Right. Because so that, you know, you make Superman, you make right. Spider-Man, you make like these avatars of the world. Mm. How the hell are you going to get that money back yeah. if you don't get that $2 billion revenues? To be honest with you, Avatar would have done $2 billion. Mm. But uh, Russia was in, in, uh, at mm. war. Mm. So Russia contributed a lot. Mm. China had this, uh, you know, zero COVID policy. So theaters were shut. And yet it ended up doing about $1.2 billion. Avatar so the Avatar was the eye-opener, mm. which once again made everybody come across, you know, sit across a table like this and say, you know what, let's get the windows back. But, but tell me, Ajay, do, do you think people will go to the theater now mm. to watch a particular type of, of um, you know, movie? Yeah. Or will they come... Regardless, so does it have to be a really big production and glitzy and you know what I want to watch it on a big screen because I mean streaming is sort of somewhat uh, like it, people are now accustomed to just watching different types of content Correct. on streaming services. Is, is that is that something that you know, I'm still finding TV shows getting more traction. Is that right? So all of us when we talk about we'll talk about Ted Lasso, we'll talk about The Hard, we'll talk yeah. about a lot of these programs. Yeah, I still amazing. think when it comes to movies. Hmm. Uh, people still feel that uh, if uh, they say if content is king, movie content, then theatre is the kingdom. I'm not saying it because I run cinemas. But theatrical uh, people are coming and uh, I also thought only tentpole movies, big event movies will do well. Suddenly came Kashmir Files. Uh, Drishyam. Drishyam only at Ajay Devgan. But otherwise the production value was very, very low. Yeah. It was only made in, 
it did over 200 crores gangu bhai okay fine you still had your art direction was very good now kerala story and then through three vicky kaushal movie karthik aryan so last 3 4 5 months interesting uh, now people are saying i want escapism I, i'll go out and watch the movie on the big screen but please make sure the uh, content connects with me they will reject it they were rejecting it pre covid also they rejected post covid anything that doesn't yeah. get their money's worth but to defend ajay's point uh, if you look at the american market which is a lot more mature and we generally tend to lag them a few years or whatever movie theaters seem to be making a comeback yeah sure Yeah. yeah, like occupancy rates in the recent past. I'm talking like one quarter, two quarters seem to be going up there. Yeah, yeah. I think it. But, by the way, just to follow up, <coughs> and just for entrepreneurs who are thinking about all this, you know, it's important that the ecosystem be healthy. Yeah. It is not healthy if there's only one part. Correct. That's yeah. doing well because you know a rising tide is going to lift all yeah. boats. Yeah. You don't want only one boat. Yeah. You know, it shouldn't be only streaming. I, yeah. I, and I think if 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 there is enough help that. Yeah. that movies television yeah and streaming they all sort of come together yeah and and there'll be different points in time when different things have emphasis but so long as they're all sort of lifting actually yeah. it's a much healthier i know, so agree with you because i don't think the question is either ott correct. or correct. theaters no, it i think Life it is, is binary. Yeah. what combination of ott and theater together can aid this ecosystem which yeah. at the end of the day is employing so many people Absolutely. do better exactly in fact during the during covid a lot of people thought we'll panic and i'll object to movies going to the big screen i was actually very happy because at least money is flowing back into the production fraternity at a very contrarian view because yeah. imagine if they these because a very fragmented yeah. market studios were having a problem yeah. imagine here mom and pop yeah, you know yeah. 5000 6000 producers who made a movie and they can't release it so in fact it was a very healthy thing Yeah. That they were able to monetize their content by selling it to that's right uh, various streaming, uh, yeah. uh, streaming platforms. Streaming then they got the money back. Then it encouraged them to make movies. Mm. So even right after twenty two twenty three, can you believe it? We had eighteen hundred films still. So if you compare nineteen twenty to eight, right? yeah, exactly the same number of films. And even now, I, I was just tracking because I didn't know what Nikhil will ask me. <laughs> and <laughs> quarter one, quarter two, quarter three, quarter four, four hundred fifty films a quarter. Holy cow! That's incredible. 450. One thing I missed in this conversation yeah. is, I was in Dubai recently, and during the football World Cup, people were just sitting in front of a screen and watching mm. the football World Cup, sure. and they had these sports zones. They would call it. Sure. When there is something to be said about watching sport with a hundred people or two hundred people, yeah, which communal. is which is a very communal energy. Yeah, energy. A concert. So yeah. sport right now for. somebody like a streaming platform how big is it in terms of revenue share and then i'm going to go to ajay and ask him do you think there is a serious play for theaters and sport mm. yeah I, you know sports is very very critical to our portfolio sports essentially is like it just creates top of the funnel mm. um a very very large top of the funnel and that's the strategy you are doing we've been doing it for for a while now i think we were the ones who that started it frankly but i'm trying to arrive at the number of in this 2 billion dollars in ott what is cricket's market share earlier it it was a significant share of the subscription market because the last 3 years hmm. we put it behind the paywall and so if you had to watch the ipl or the world cup you had to pay 
to be a subscriber. We have three-month plans that allow you to do that, for example. But now we're, we're pivoting. Geo is kind of coming as well. So you have to look at it more from kind of maybe the ads revenue it drives. Yeah. More than it will drive subscription revenue. Right. Right. And that's the point I was making about it being a fantastic top of the funnel. Like right. people are just going to want to come. Yeah. Because it's cricket. Yeah. And so they get onto the platform in like literally hundreds of millions of in mm. terms of numbers. Mm. Right. Because because it's free and it's cricket. And so they'll come and they'll spend the time. Now, after that, it's it. That's the work we've got to do. And, you know, our incredible content mm. teams and tech teams have mm. to do and marketing teams have to do too. Make sure that Monetizing. some percent of those stay on the platform. See, what you don't want happening yeah. is that they just come for the cricket and that yeah. they all leave yeah. for the cricket. Look, a majority of them will leave. We get we yeah. get that. But you want a, a non-trivial percent of them to also say, hey, hold on. I didn't know that that was available. Mm. Um, and, oh, okay, I'd seen that. Or a friend of mine had seen that in the theater. Mm. And now it's available here. Or the TV show is here. Or... And we, we have to make sure that discoverability and that consumption mm. happens, you know, really smartly. Can I ask you a question around sure. that? Sure. If we believe the paying audience in India mm. for something like this, let's let's be very liberal and say 100 million people. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm like really... I think that's fair. I'm stretching pay, it. Huh. Uh, depending on what the price point is, they'd, they'd pay. Yeah. If you were to buy into the school of psychology where people attribute value to price. Like if you were to give me something for free, my mind would think it is not worth much. But if you were to package the same product and charge me a thousand rupees for it, I would suddenly attribute value to it. And I also have a trigger point that I've paid once. So I will stick to the platform for longer. And if we arrive at this hundred million number and these guys have smartphones and access to that much money, would it make more sense for a platform to actually put everything behind a paywall and not have anything for free? No, Nikhil, because you know, you have to take into account substitution effect. See, the reality is that it's very, e- this is not exclusive on one, mm. one platform. Isn't cricket when you no, have the rights? It's on television as well. The, the reality is the presumption mm. that we, there would be high value attributed to it and we'd have mm. a high number to it just doesn't hold because it's available somewhere else. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. and so that will not work. If it was only on, on TV for that yeah. matter, or only on streaming, yeah. wait a minute, then yeah. essentially you're making the market. It's for yours to do as you please. Right? right? And that that is a whole different ballgame than as it works right now. You say out of the 2 billion cricket is what percentage? If you were I, to extrapolate? I didn't, I didn't say, but it would be a significant... 50%? It's like hard. hard. Yeah. Okay. okay. But it's, it's high. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's be clear. Ajay, movie theaters and cricket, what do you see going forward? Is there an opportunity for someone to build around that? Uh, I think uh, uh, cinemas are meant to show movies only. Hmm. But definitely there are uh, peaks and valleys. And uh, when cricket becomes exceedingly more important than movies as well. And their short form of uh, cricket, I've noticed people don't get restless. Any Any sport short form, whether it's a football match, like, you know, we showed the World Cup as well. The moment it becomes long form, even uh, a one-day match is long form. Then it, or if there's an exceptional match like India-Pakistan, mm. then you can show. But I've noticed people start getting restless. 
Is there is there room for integration between a Dream Eleven and a PVR where you have live fantasy competition in a theater in that confined setting amongst people there? Yeah, I mean, if the GST comes around, why not? <laughs> like, can there be innovative things like that? Yeah, of Because course, we have to. We have if you're all agreed on the fact that the community nature of watching sport yeah, is yeah, invigorating yeah. and it's exciting for people to be in that environment, what can somebody How can somebody tweak cricket and theater together to so make it yeah, more fun? Yeah, we've done that, Nikhil. So that's the closest thing. For, so basically, there is a stadium mm-hmm. actually being there. Number one way of watching it. Let's say all the facilities and comforts are there, and going in and going out is easy. Yeah. But I think just because we all agree on that community, right? I think yeah. there's something there for yeah. Yeah. theaters. Yeah. It's a it's a next uh, use that community aspect yeah. with it's cricket. It's next uh, thing to live. Yeah. Uh, then you know, watching it at home. So this was incredible that you guys broke down and defined market sizes in the manner that you did. In some ways, OTT movies, uh, movie theaters, uh, I can even extrapolate to movie producers, directors, uh, uh, people working around movies. All of them are not having the best time in the world right now in terms of profitability. in terms of institution which are cash flow positive or like profitable net net profitable and many people think the problem lies in one place <laughs> and <laughs> and let me euphemize what Let's i have to say <laughs> i'm ready go on let me euphemize what i have to say and say not entitled but <laughs> do you <laughs> is that euphemism <laughs> do you think if a movie or if content's budget 50% of it is spent on talent servicing not even talent but servicing the two or three people amongst a few hundred of the people you can put in the category of talent Do you think something is wrong with the ecosystem? And I'm asking and, and you this. Which I remember, uh, a good business usually makes money, and healthy yeah. business. To the yeah, point. yeah. So basically, you were being nice to me all the time. You're supplementing that. And you manage all these people with really large egos. We are cognizant to the fact that you manage most of them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think this is a long-standing debate, uh, and I think it's a great conversation to call out the elephant in the room. <laughs> uh, everybody's here to make a living, right? Everybody's here to you're here for part of the two billion dollars. Uh, you know, you can choose to charge what you want tomorrow. If hypothetically you have a subscription fee that a consumer who is at a particular socio-economic class may not think it's it's a, it's a, it's it's valuable enough you run what you run and obviously you're 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 validated or not by the consumer paying for that right i think my business is pretty much the same there is a it is a marketplace of a buyer and a seller uh, so i think the simple answer to that is what really are the economics that make it work so if you don't want to pay on the front end right if you say if you tell a guy that I don't want to pay this to you right up front because say it costs it it really loads the film up front. What are the economics at the back end, 
right? How is it favorable in the back end? Are studios today willing to work under 50%? Are studios today willing to work by parting IP? Are studios willing to work by changing the economics where it changes in a way where everybody in the process makes money? Uh, our producers of feature films today are in a position where uh, budgets can be clean, right, in front of mm. in front of a performing artist. Uh, music licenses and royalties being paid out to a co-producer at a, at a certain at a certain degree of transparency. Uh, how are you evaluating these rights? Uh, some of the like digital and satellite rights are diminishing, right? They're not accretive. You're not going to pay for the second cycle of a film that you bought. You're not going to pay the same money that you pay for the first cycle of the film that you bought, right? So I think there's a lot that goes at play. I think, yes, are there room for certain corrections in prices? I think it's not very different. I think today if you're shopping in your world, if you're going to a Flipkart and shopping and you find a particular product, SKU expensive, in a month they discount the price, right? If that SKU is not selling. Why are the rules of marketplaces different here? Because someone's famous? I don't think that's fair. Right, I think that's a very unfair argument because the easiest thing to do is is to bell the loudest cat, right? But the fact of the matter is, yes, given it could be one or two or handful people who may be spoiling the economics at scale by and large. But I don't think that's the rule. We are at a very, very strong precipice in the business, right? Because never before has the business been given an opportunity where artists platform, whatever the platform is, it could be a big screen, it could be a small screen, medium screen, artist, platform and creator have the opportunity of coming together to deriving a new model, right? I'd like a global multinational studio to tell me that they drop financing below 50%. What does that explain? So yeah. Typically, when you do a studio deal, uh, the studio back, the financier backs 50% of the film and 50% stays with the producer. Right. So wait, are there three entities? Studio, financial? No, so I'll tell you how. So for example, Nikhil's producing a film. Nikhil's the studio. Ajay sir is the producer. Right? Nikhil is paying him to make the film. So you take 50%. He So he's diluted from his 100% to 50% of his idea. Right? What's there to share? Is that the typical ratio? That is the typical ratio. Right? And mm. these guys will back me on this. Now, I'm the actor. Mm. You're saying, okay, you know what? Bring down my fee up front. But then I'm going to ask you, are you going to come clean with your budget? Right? So, for example, I just mm. said I made it at 100. Right? Mm. Sure. How do I know you made it at 100? I'm mm. hoping you made it at 100. I'm not doubting transparency here. Mm. But it's also that, act, you know, I'm not going to sit and hire an office of 10 people to see. You are doubting transparency because that's the premise of what you I'm just said. I'm not doubting said, right? transparency. I'm doubting the model. Mm. Here's what I'm saying. Listen, not all apples are rotten. Right? That's the oh, truth. Sure. No. That's mm. the truth of the matter. I, th I think what happens in the celebrity world is because they're celebrities, the the ability or the inability of them to get out of commercial-led conversations on capitalism specifically. Mm. Why is it wrong for a celebrity to make money? Why is it an issue? If you are saying that event films work, please give us the event films as producers and makers of content. If you are saying that star films work, please pay the star because of whom that film is working. Mm. You can't put us in the situation where it's an either or situation where neither do we know what's happening on the back end of things. I don't know today how do I calculate music royalties for my music composer. Okay. In, the spirit of, in, the, in the spirit of complete transparency and candor, I will take one name. Uh, I represent uh, Pritamda, right? I believe fundamentally that 
we'll, we've been managing Pritham Da for a while. I don't think there is, I don't think today India can celebrate without Pritham's music. That's the truth of the matter, right? Mm. I don't, if you go to a DJ and say, in your Sangeet, remove his playlist, <laughs> I don't think you'll last. That's mm. the truth. You, your party won't last more than two hours. Technically, if music royalties flew in the way they flew in the way they did, he would be Taylor Swift mm. in her $10 billion tour right now. Fundamental problem is what? You're not making money. Because the truth is, you're not making as much money rather. Because he's making $2 billion in a $50 billion market. You're making $2 billion with one-tenth of the population in the, of the country being on your platform. All of us are playing in the same eco economies of scale. So the, the plate really is that big. The issue is how do you want to slice the pie, right? And I'm telling you as, as, as somebody in the community and somebody who's fronting one part of the community, I'm more than happy to engage in a conversation of, is there a new model that we can explore? Don't just slap it and saying, you're charging a high fee. Of course, I'll charge a high fee. Why shouldn't I, right? If, you're, if, if, you, if it requires hypothetically an awakening from a consumer or from a platform or, for a, or for a, from a competition to disrupt price points, Right? I'm turning around and saying, you guys, are, the production world is basing this on content. Right? The raw material of content is creative. Hmm. So, to, you, to Ajay sir's first point, it starts with the creator. All your business models come to nothing if the creator system is not solid. Hmm. So, my question to a platform, sorry. But, but that's the thing. Hmm. Is the creator system... Is it solid? It's not, sir. But ah. I, that's exactly what I'm coming and telling you. Ah. What incentivizes me to do today to, do, to, do, to become a writer? I'm asking you a very simple question. He just said that 90% is working, 10% is not. Bollywood is not firing. What incentivizes me today to, to become a Bollywood writer? Hmm. Why is the writer strike happening? Because... Hmm. In that part of the world, writers are treated with as much reverence as a director or an actor because he's creating the content. Sure. Mm -hmm. So my question to you guys is produce and to not just to you, but to the larger producer community, is how do we tell better stories? Mm. Because when to your point, sir, you're talking about Kantara, it came from a story. Mm. You have somebody out here who told you during during our break that as an audience, it didn't resonate to him because it came from Bangla from his part, from his from South. It resonated. Because, no, it resonated because it came from his town. Mm. So, which means son of the soil. <laughs> right? Because better, better stories make for better films. Better films make for better economies. And hence, it becomes better for actors. The reality is though, it seems like stardom is bestowed on the very few. Is there a world where that part would be... Would instead of like a few in the head, there'd be a broader torso. Like I said, every crisis leads to an opportunity. In my book, at least. Okay. I think most, mm. most of us in this room agree. <coughs> what has the pandemic done? It has effectively redefined a lot of things. Right? Today, I represent... My com the company rather represents... Uh, YouTubers who make as much... Who make a lot of money. By creating content. Now... Sure. sure. Today, one of those content creators were on your platform, That's right. and his Ooh. show performed really well. He moved, yeah. he moved out of YouTube to do a show with you. Yeah. And we were very, we were instrumental in putting that together for him, right? Thank and you. what happened there? And the truth was very simple. He made content 
to a part of his world where it really resonated right which is north delhi hypothetically mm. right titu mama worked in that <laughs> part of the world right it just legitimately worked now he's a writer my fundamental problem in the business right now is okay given that we are we are starved for source content right there was an era where remakes used to work today the era is not there remakes don't work because films in the south are tra- we are we are now looking at a pan india film scale what you are defining as stardom i will bucket it differently today if you are in the united states you have six pools of stardom right you have mr beast who's a digital star you have tom cruise who's a hollywood star you have uh, you have lebron james who's an nba star then you have an mlb star then you have an nfl star they've there's an ecosystem where stardom can come from anywhere there's kylie jenner who's a star born out of an instagram right hypothetically india is getting to that point right now so the simple usage is what if i'm not wrong if my data serves me right we're what 400 million on youtube 200 300 million on instagram we're still a two platform social media play as that diversifies right if the tiktok debacle had if tiktok had in short and one of our local platforms had fired we would have had more such creators come out it's true kari minati has 50 million youtubers kari minati which means to your point 50 million people or approximately there are i don't know the number have clicked on that bell icon that's subscription exactly what you expect so there is a way sir there is a world out there they need to be groomed the bar they, is, need, they need to be created the bar is very different but i see your point now when it comes to stardom i'm asking you what is stardom mm. because you and all of us and everybody in this country has known stardom only from two pillars the movie industry and cricket that's it so you're feeling a third dirt of stars because this country hasn't seen anything outside of a sachin tendulkar a virat kohli and amitabh bachchan and now a deepika that's what right. that's what i'm trying to get at which is how can you get a broader base it'll happen sir of names today you have some three or four today you have mm-hmm. someone like a divine mm-hmm. who means something to probably a million kids who are rebelling against the system but but then you know vijay what you're saying is what? to again to go back to the original like what kind of business ideas are there instead of, i you're almost saying that look if you're building if you're wanting to build a business it's okay if it's not for 100 million people i don't i'm not saying that i'm saying today as a platform if i came to you with a show hmm. right you're not going to green light a show with me if you don't have ip which means i need to make my money up front because technically what are you saying you're saying you do the work make the food sell it to me i eat it then okay i decide what to charge for that dish you don't and you have no business to tell me what to charge for that dish because you're not giving me a share of it if you tell me come to the table here is here is the cookie let's split it <laughs> you change your model i change mine you don't i charge and i take and i'm not going to be guilty about it because you're not changing yours why do you think musicians in india don't make money for all the bollywood song and dance we talk about why do you think they are reduced to making money from weddings corporate shows <laughs> why don't they get music royalty rights the top 10 richest celebrities in the world 70% are musicians india doesn't have one in the top 1000 i guess hmm. why is that when the big fat indian wedding is the global phenomenon you don't have you don't have a single musician there because somewhere the system is not allowing the right system the ip system in this country is not allowing the least the last benefiter which is the creator to benefit from it hence why should the creator be holden to a regulated form 
On content, the call out is very simple. Don't blame it on the actor fee. For example, in the US, on Ghostbusters, they made money off of video rights. This video on demand rights, which means whenever they sold VHS, they made money. Will you give me syndication across different countries? When Hotstar opens up in 160 countries, will I get money from those countries? When Taza Khabar plays in 200 countries, will I get money from those countries? Will I have globe? Will I share? Will I have a share of the global business? Let's talk about the waterfall business-wide across OTT and across theatrical. Let's see how the pie is being modeled. Because what we are being told is because we are putting the money, we take 50%. What the end creator is being left down to is a salary. So he'll charge the highest salary and there's nothing wrong in that. I also resonate with him from a very free market principle capitalism standpoint. If somebody is paying for a certain service, I don't think we can blame the person who's charging for that service. No, not at all. All I'm saying is that, uh, like you said, all, uh, you know, everybody's not the same. When we were doing production, and I'm not saying we were holier than thou or anything like that, but I found that um, uh, we were putting everything on the table, uh, you know, for sharing and stuff. And yet, um, the, the actor fee and the talent fee would not come down regardless of his performance in the previous film. So sometimes, all I'm saying is that sometimes a haircut is also important because you look at... I just saw uh, the haircuts happening. Huh. I can assure you as we speak, being yeah. in the business yeah, right but, now. But there's an assumption that the produ producer and the financier will not be transparent. I'm saying even if you're transparent and the script is good, the creative aspect is good, sometimes the movie became unviable. No, because I'm not trans transparency. Huh. I'm not talking about the model. I don't want to give any more names yeah. where actually the back end happened hmm. and it worked for everybody. No, uh, I know multiple yeah. examples. Yeah, multiple example. ah. We know multiple examples. But some people just didn't budge from their fee regardless of how the previous performance was. So then the producers end up losing their shirt. But can I ask a question, ah. Ajay, both to Ajay and Sajid? Hmm. If a star has you funded the movie, either of you have produced it in one manner or another, and the movie has not done well, why are you going back to him and paying that kind of... No, I'm saying, for, uh, suppose the script is right for that actor. And is you feel... No, sometimes the, you feel like the example that I had was that uh, uh, everything was done, but the... And the film was for that actor only. You know, because you can't just make anybody act like anything. Sometimes the roles are specific. But regardless of his the previous performance of his movie, where he lost money and the producer lost money, he did not budge from the fee. He said, this is what I charge for so many days. And doesn't matter if in my previous movies, the guy lost his shirt. Is it, is so it, then, then you go to the next guy. But You're so right. Then you go to the next guy. I'll, I'll, then you I'll go to another guy, another guy, another guy. And then, then how, you realize How that, important is the star? Like I, very because important. I, have, I don't know. In bringing audience into a theater or to stream a certain show. Very important. Like actually, this is very pertinent to you because let's say we see actor, let's say, I don't know, Akshay Kumar on the on the thumbnail on Hotstar of a certain movie. What are, What is the likelihood of people clicking on it versus the unknown person? Like, is it the I determining mean, factor? I haven't done the analysis, but you would huh. presume that 
it be higher. But I, I think that goes to, again, goes back to the point. No, I think platforms like us and others, we have to do our best to develop a longer sort of torso mm. of stars, Yeah, you know, in a more deliberate manner. I think they're all waking up to the creative economy. There's mm. no doubt about it. Every single platform, it could be either on the content side or the commerce side, everybody is looking at the next 100, 200, 300 million of people coming into data, internet, etc, etc, etc. So let's understand the root cause. To your thing, I don't think the answer, I genuinely don't think, and I would genuinely, because Nikhil's platform has such a wide reach, I think the call out really is everything starts with material. No, that's that everything. Exactly, you know, because the point that he that Vijay made about story, because here's the here's the way I I see it. I'm by no means an expert, right? Like in this, but a great star or a fantastic actor, even if unknown, cannot land you a weak story, no matter what. Mm, but absolutely. if the story is amazing, even if you cast an unknown. Scam person, but is a good actor, mm. and you market it well. You partner well with uh, you know folks like Ajay and others, and you really let it like sweat and build out. All of a sudden, you've created something mm. with the right economics, if you will, because you had a great story, and then you tell that story, and that's how you grow this torso. And like I, that is the key. So I, I, I see your point I, from that I feel it's happening. The good thing about it is it's, hap- it's not like it's not. I feel today if you look at your own data on your platform, if you look at uh, Night Manager or if you look at Tala Cover, or for mm. example, if you go to Netflix and see what Scoop has done or what Scam did for Live, uh, all of it is coming from great source material. I mean, Hashem Mehta was great source material. Game of Thrones is great source material. These are all coming from really strong. So my question is the question that your content teams and our collective content teams need to answer is how many new writers are coming into the business. No, it's a fair point. Because more to his point on Kantara, Kantara is based not on Rishabh Shetty, it's based on great writing. Mm. It's based and, on and a you know story. the reality is writers are not fetid. You know, if you actually, I, I recommend point. this to you guys and to everybody watching it, if you actually read Powerhouse CA, it's a very interesting mm. book and I tend to go back to it a few times. And there you talk about the fact that the you talk about how uh, Bad Boys was birthed, right? From a writer from USC, right? Or you talk about how ER was birthed. The producers and writers of ER make money of ER till date. I would like to know whether the writers mm-hmm. of Kyuki Sasbika Bhavati make money till date. <laughs> I would like to know the writers of Kahani Ghar Ghar Ki, Kusum. By the way, these shows, I think brilliant writing. I grew up watching yeah. them. <laughs> I watch Kyunki Sasbi Bhi Bhavuti and Kahani Ghar Ghar Ki every day with my mother for, I don't know, years. I know Tulsi, I know different yeah, versions yeah, of Tulsi. Yeah. So today, Anupama is running for multiple years. Yeah. So today, my question is, if they are not incentivized, yeah, so that, but that's a different uh, point you're but making. But that's a different point. One yeah. is they're, they're getting incentivized. The model, I'm no. talking the model yeah. because you solved the bottom. One, one mm-hmm. is you're saying we need to find great writers who tell great stories. Today, that's just not happening. But the point, the other point you're making is the structure of these contracts Contract or deals, search. they need to be fairer. Let's break the wheel on both sides. 
for the wheel to be broken. Otherwise, the truth. So why why aren't there more agents representing writers or agents going out there? No, we are doing it. We are genuinely trying. But to do, do you it. go out and try and find writers? We are genuinely trying, and I'm telling you, platforms like this. You're heading a platform today. You're the head of a platform. I'm the head of an, a a big talent network, right? If we call out today, saying, you know what? If you're a writer out there with ten great ideas, send it over to us. Because see, the truth of the matter is, these are great, and you know. The difference between CTA, right, is call to action. We can have a great drawing room conversation, a great podcast. This will reach people. You know, they will all hear varied degrees. I mean, me being least intellectual and you guys being where you are at. But the truth of the matter is, the real impact all of this comes from a very singular point. To your point, how does Torso get created? George Clooney got created by ER, but that was in the that was in the works for years. Mm-hmm. George Clooney got created because of ER, mm-hmm. right? Or Sex in the City happened to Sarah Jessica Parker because of a script. Yeah. So you find the script of Pratik Gandhi. Who was Pratik Gandhi before scam? Hmm. That's your point. Look what happened. You know what India mm-hmm. needs? Mm-hmm. India needs a uh, because you know we have all these talent hunts, right? For actors, bowlers, mm-hmm. batsmen. <laughs> India needs a talent hunt for writers. writers. It won't rate on your screens. You won't. It won't them. rate. <laughs> I, I, I. But see, that's the point. Mm-hmm. I think we've got to think about how do you make it rate. How can how do you make it in a format that but people since, participate? But since all three of you benefit from something like this, maybe yeah. you play the long game and don't do it for money. No, no, I hear we'll you. I hear what you're saying. My, my daughters are right. discussing this. <laughs> no, I hear you. I was thinking of it like, hey, yeah. it has to do this. I think the point of this is how do you do it in a manner that that it is interesting? Do you know what I mean? Like, you want to do this because you want to make it interesting. You want to make writing cool. His point yeah. is, it's not cool. Yeah. Right. These are fundamentally creatively vulnerable people. Hmm. They need to be held. They're oh, not sure. executives. Sure, sure. Okay. If you don't give them a support, if you don't give them, somebody has to wake them up every day and say, "I've got your back." So, to your point, my whole thing about that's this, why footballers and cricketers and all have agents. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if we have to go out, what they, we have to go out there and we have to say, "What are the next hundred stories that we can tell?" We'll figure out the format, long, short, yeah. anything. All of that is available today. You have to come and tell me that as as creators of that verse, which is why I was telling sir, maybe it's time for the model to break. Hmm. Because who set these rules? A board in LA, hmm. right? But that doesn't work in India anymore because you're facing the problem. You are facing the problem because I am telling you from behalf of the artist community that unless I have an upside towards my creative interpretation, I don't see the need to please you. And because I'm more famous than you, you'll throw brick bats at me. Nobody will point the finger at you. Only dalals, only the street will. But hey, I'm a consumer. I don't look at the street. I mean, just to be clear, we want to partner deeply. No, no, I know. I'm, I'm <laughs> saying it's a, it's a you know, we it's an overall issue. Artists. It's a construct. You know, it's a, because grateful. everybody says this. Yeah. You know, if you yeah. look at all 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 articles, Bollywood undergoing a slump and etc. Because A-listers charge too much. Maybe a few do. Yeah. Yeah. But then, what are we doing to change it? Are we all saying, yeah. okay, you know what, thirty-three, thirty-three, thirty-three? Hmm. Are we all saying, you know what, twenty-six, thirty-four, forty-five, fifty? These are the ways we'll monetize. First profit out. How do we build those models in? I won't charge cost of capital. For example, you have fifty percent of the equity, then you charge cost of capital on top of it. Then you are taking the first waterfall out because you are the financier. You know, but the only thing is, just in terms of again, I, I keep going back to Nikhil's thesis, right? Like, what are the business ideas, etc. The only challenge is these fields are so creative, right? Acting, 
writing, <laughs> directing, etc. I, I just don't see how you productionize this, unless I'm missing but something. It's happened, sir. It has really? happened in the past. And it, this is what the writer strike and the SAG strike is going to lead to happen in LA. How do you mm. productionize great writing or great acting? You can't, acting? you can't assembly line it. But what you can do is you can ensure that today when a J.J. Abrams gets signed and gets popped and he creates bad robot, where J.J. Abrams, you can't find it, I can't find it. Hansel Mehta can find it. You know, because these guys have that knack. You, I mean, Pritanda can find a great song. I can't. Mm. Right. But but framed another way, what I'm saying is somebody watching this says, you know what, I will revolutionize the writing industry in India. Is that possible? Let's is that to, feasible? Let's put together a content fund that powers only content writers. Let's put aside 10 crores that will buy 100 scripts, 1000 scripts for you. So, so hold on. So then for, mm. for an entrepreneur, you're saying that the person has to raise money. In order no. to be able to do this, I don't think this is no, forget about us. I'm I'm talking about I'm thinking about I don't think watching this. I don't think an entrepreneur can He's heard it. you and he's saying, you know what, actually this writing industry is a big opportunity. I'll tell you why the entrepreneur might not be able to get it. And I could be wrong. And I could be very, very wrong. And I don't want to put the uh, carriage before the horse. This is a business that requires a Rolodex. Because but even if the entrepreneur has the, the material. He might, like how many years does it take for a good song to reach a right person? There are there are so many good material out there today on that you'll find that you'll never meet it because how do they meet an Ajay Vijli? How do they meet a Sajid? Oh, it's very easy to meet. I mean, no, what I'm, what I'm trying clear. to say is, is so yeah, what, it, yeah. what this needs is yeah. e-commerce happened because one Flipkart happened. Food delivery happened because one Zomato no, happened. But hold on, hold on. See, you know, Flipkart, Zomato, etc. Look, they, they can literally... Nikhil, zero the they, you can literally start in your room and get going. But you're saying there's no chance for anybody. I'm not to saying there's no chance. I'm okay, saying so the odds maybe are. Tough. Maybe I, I'm I, saying the odds are tougher. Here's what I'm saying. So see, that's the bit. No, then then this is a hard business to get into. Is kind of like what because Nikhil's the, because the truth of the matter the truth of the matter is if you're telling me five global OTT corporations are at two billion dollars. Five global OTT corporations and the down round of a commerce startup is at $8 billion, right? Your This business inherently does not have the scale this business has. So it is not that easy to start. No, but those are two different things. No? It I is mean, not, sir. Because I, I mean, understand, okay, is just vastly bigger than entertainment. Understand, the, ju understand the journey. What's the journey? What's the journey of a script? No, but Vijay... No, just look at the path that has Ajay been. said, no, that uh, the average was what, 12 visits to the theater uh, yeah. in the South. In the South. That's the max. People buy 12 things in like a week on an e-commerce no, no, platform. With you. Right? Like, hence, so I, just, hence, no, no, hence I'm saying the barrier to entry in this business is much higher. <laughs> so there's no way to do like a UPI of script writing, for instance. Like just totally. Will he get the time from day or from your content head? I don't think so. No, but that's the point. No, you, you, you're likely, they're likely to be 10,000 scripts. Hard, hard for one are, person to kind There of, are six platforms. How do you get to, how can you assess like that the script's worthy of getting to that content? There's area? an entire creative community that does that. How is it any different than modeling? For example. What if you put all the scripts on a platform possible. and script writers rate each other and that hierarchy helps There's somebody. There's a moral like hazard there, no, though? Uh, is it? Yeah. I mean, you're just incentivized naturally to 
But how is that different from, I, I guess I'm just thinking aloud, like, you know, for when, when, when scientific papers are published, yeah. it's the same audio. Maybe there's yeah. a possibility. And it's a way to retain a ownership because the guy who posted it will be recorded amongst that chain. Yeah. And he will always have credit for but what Nikhil, he your problem there will be even then because mm-hmm. writing is not a front of camera sexy business. Mm-hmm. The only way to incentivize for someone to have a career in writing mm-hmm. is by off the boat announcing a commercial construct that they know that this can become a career. So that's but, part of this yeah. part of this business idea. To be but fair. that announcement has to be made by the beneficiaries of, of him writing. Exactly. Which is you guys. Which is mm. us. That's exactly what it is. So, so the that's what the, I get. So the truth of the matter is, if you say that you will get 2% of this, non, of this scripted show for the rest of your life. Hmm. And you're an owner because you're creating it. Just giving 2% as an arbit number. Mm-hmm. Right? See see the excitement that it creates. But the idea here is essentially, maybe there is a an Uber or, a, or an Ola mm. for script writers mm. where you all come together mm. and, and you create some kind of this demand supply. And there's a green lighting process this, or something. Yeah, maybe. I think somebody can build something around it. And I think at the very beginning, you There's don't even have yeah. to worry about copying and stuff like that. You're just giving <clears> an <throat> open space for writers to even talk and discuss and connect with each other, which I don't think is there today, right? So I feel as the, as the stakeholders of the community who are both platform aggregator, right? Mm. And in some cases, producers. It's incumbent on, for the success of that $2 billion dollars to scale okay. for this two billion dollars to scale it's incumbent that more stories we have more stories more yeah. stories will lead to more stories. <laughs> i would like just a wider variety of yeah. stars yeah actors yeah and he's saying the path to that is actually great stories yeah. which i completely agree yeah. no i mm. i agree and i think you both are in similar yeah, places yeah. in what you're saying there's yeah, yeah, tiny yeah. tweaks but yeah. now that you you're here, I think you'll be able to evolve to the next step. Yeah. But coming back to market size, like they established, <laughs> we had to get uh, there. Can you corner him on something at least? How well he changed the whole narrative yeah. about it being stars. Yeah. To like, yeah. Now uh, it looks like he defended writers all along. But we were talking because about something else. There's a strong logic. I have to actually ask him, how, how big a part did he play I wouldn't like to say problem, but in inflating actor salaries. <laughs> but he's incentivized to do so. He's only doing his yeah. job, so to be fair. To be fair, there's nothing wrong with it. But we can still ask how big of a part he played. I think I played the same part that the producers played when suddenly their digital acquisition rights of films shot up and people were paying any money during the pandemic to acquire rights. And if you had to predict in five years from now, what percentage Say today an actor gets paid 100. Five years from now, will he get paid 70 or 130? I think he'll get paid, the current model, 130. It depends on his performance, yeah. I mean, he's saying assuming all goes uh, well. Assuming I mean, goes, if, yeah. if everything is going to the shitter, then <laughs> I'm guessing he's going to the shitter as well. No, all I'm saying Established that, market says. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, models are very, very different. Uh, established Bollywood actors get paid market size. Simple. You can't establish that market size. No. It'll be a it'll be a factor of this. So no, I, but let's say there are. I, I won't know. So it'll be a. It'll I think be what a, he's saying is it's very opaque. 
That's what he's A, it's very it's opaque kind of and B, it's a percentage it. of the total production yes. budget. But that he manages will. like 70% of them, right? Yeah, but my, he's not wanting to talk about that 70% that, as well. Right? Like, I mean, huh? <laughs> We're not asking you for like a bifurcation. I'm no, no, asking see, you, understand, uh, this is the only business where <laughs> some things are behind an opaque wall. Let's say there are <laughs> yeah. 10 stars, male, and 10 stars. So let, me put it, let me put it this way. Huh. The male stars definitely take a lion's share of... Huh. of Next yeah, question. Way, I, think, I think we've got to change that. Get ninety percent. Why? I'm more than happy. Don't sort of female led. I'm yeah, more than yeah. Happy. It's, it's it depends issue. on the story and the protagonist. If the protagonist no, is a lady, story. it's just all. No, I, I it's a function of how much role they have in a movie. No, no. Also, it's a function of box office. I'll I'll put a neck on the line a little bit, and I'll say, uh, I I knew someone in the industry. And her role and her co-actor's role was, screen time was probably equal. Okay. But her salary in that particular movie was one hundredth of no. the male salary. Yeah. That was different. One hundredth. You're not just making that up. The fee is a part of the production budget, not a part of the monetization budget. Mm. So yeah. how much, so for two billion of box office, how much was it made for? Was it made for a billion? Was it made for half a billion? We but it was made the same way for the male and the female star. No, no, I'm talking about overall talent fee. Hmm. Right? So, for example, today you know that, okay, music streaming is a thousand odd, 2,200,300 2, crore market. Hmm. That gets divided by Bollywood 70%. Now, in that, I can tell you music directors make nothing. The actors fees, what percentage of the budget? All also, I'm saying is that that's, that's an interesting point I missed. What is the money spent on making movies in India here? Huh, then you can extrapolate what percentage does a lead star See, get. I'll talk about something like you that. You talk about Bollywood films mm -hmm. because you'll have a key, key understanding. Mm -hmm. An average Bollywood film, a reasonable Bollywood film, say hypothetically, we will go watch mm -hmm. or which will come into our consciousness. Mm -hmm. Not the two crore film that just. You know, nobody, we won't, it won't come into our... But add that too, because we want entire market size. Let's say, three, if you take 300 films a year, maybe five... Add the sir, it's not that Is it that close? Ki the amount of money spent on making movies is 2 billion. The amount of money spent in theatres is 2 billion. The amount of money spent in OTT is 2 billion. Yeah. All 2 billion coincidences. I mean, it's a coincidence. No, theatrical is about 10,000 crores, which is little. Less but we added billion. food and... Oh, yeah, yeah, correct. If you add all that, yeah. 40, of course, 000. of course, yeah. You would say that if you're making a big ticket film, mm. the actor would be uh, anywhere between 20 to 50% of that. 25 to 50% of that. Mm. Why is it that there is so little data around all this? Like, I looked up... Because it is online for a reason. It's opaque, though. For a reason. And also right. fragmented. Very fragmented. And it is fragmented, by the way. But don't you concern. think if somebody gets all these numbers and builds models and all that, it'll help each each one of you because so much? Because the models, I don't think it helps like players like maybe the actors in this case or even some producers in this case and so on and so forth. So, so just the straight answer to that is it doesn't help. Doesn't help. It's it, it's always better to have a wall against. So have, there's an accountability, you know. Suddenly, all this starts to come out, and then people will start to, you know. I mean, for instance, one of the questions I keep asking, but you had asked Ajay this uh, short while How exactly does one value the rights to a content piece? Mm. There is actually no model. Mm. Mm. As in, there's you know like. It's like got you have valuation models by Ashwadhamudra. Nothing like that exists. But for there should be. It's such a big industry, evidently. There ought to be, but no. 
नेक्स्ट टॉपिक फ्यूचर ऑफ कॉन्टेंट फर्स्ट सब टॉपिक इफ आई माइट ब्रिंग अप सोशल मीडिया इंफ्लुएंसर्स ऑफ ऑल काइंड बीट अराउंड टेक फाइनेंस क्रिएटिव स्टफ लाइक फैशन डिजाइनिंग ऑल ऑफ दैट दे अपियर्ड आउट ऑफ नोवेयर अ फ्यू इयर्स अगो आर दे ईटिंग आउट ऑफ द सेम पाई और आर दे ग्रोइंग द पाई एंड देर सिग्निफिकेंस हैज डेफिनेटली गॉन अप इन द लास्ट फाइव ईयर्स do you think that trend will continue to a point where they become bigger than the stars of yesterday if not why if yes why so great question i get asked this literally in every interview that media talks to us about I mean it's a completely accretive model it's Explain. not it's not eating into a pie it's growing the pie because it's not like today social so is there a 100 pieces but of- I'll, i'll see this hmm. my bandwidth to consume content is not unlimited Correct. it's not it's not that just because a new form of entertainment arrived i have two extra hours in my day no, no, if time I, is finite yeah. highly perishable you can you can substitute what that's, you're watching that's my question exactly yeah. no so i'm not saying- substituting what we used to watch through stars and actors if i had 2 hours in a day to consume content did i take away 1 hour and give it to social media you're not you're not taking away from someone you're adding on to someone you're another podcast that i'm adding to my day no but i'm taking away that time from the same user which is i don't name. know whether it's the same user and that's where the that's where the value is increasing hmm the best way for me to gauge this is influencer marketing hmm. right hypothetically advertiser x has increased his marketing budget it's not like he had 100 and he used to pay a cricketer 30 a bollywood star 40 and put media in 70 but do you think that's accurate because if i am a company x which sells shoes mm. my advertising budget per year is 50 rupees i'm not going to increase that budget because there is another kind of creator out there i'm going to split my budget my endorsement business which is the traditional celebrity endorsement business is growing mm. a fairly good clip mm. the influencer marketing business but it is probably growing at the expense of something else that you don't know about yeah i'll i'll tell you where it's a it's a conversation again to to be delved upon i don't think it's at the cost of and i'll tell you why because if it's at the cost of the mega shifters right should have a decrease should have some kind of decrease or impact because if it shift the only sign of shifting is if it is shifting at the a plus levels or the b plus levels Today, the fact of the matter is, it's not like any advertiser is coming and saying, instead of this actor, I'll do ten creators. That's not what they're saying. What they're saying is, I will find a better use of my digital marketing budget. So, if anything, very sadly, I think it's taking away from platforms. I don't think it's taking away from celebrities. Def- explain that. I think it's taking away from media dollars being spent on platforms. What What are you thinking of when you say platform? Performance marketing, for example. Are you talking about Instagram? Google, Instagram, Google, YouTube. Stay away from that. Performance marketing is growing, though. Which are the data shows. But that. the performance but marketing is growing on the on the back of creators. They're yeah. using creators to pump in the performance marketing. It's definitely going from somewhere. Maybe not performance marketing, but it's going from somewhere else. They're putting it into this because 
the, the digital marketing budgets are exponentially increasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so the market they're, is increasing. They're also declining from traditional media and moving to digital media. That is tangible because even in terms of political spending on advertising, which is a big portion of newspapers and TV yeah. channels, and it's stuff, all shifting. They're down 40, 50 percent. See, uh, advertising will shift to where the eyeballs are. It's mm. the reality. If newspapers and TV channels and TV news and all of these are getting lesser eyeballs than yesterday, what can people build to become the new avenues for people to consume all of these things? The creator becomes the, dis the, the distribution, the, the product and the distribution, right? And yeah. the reality is platforms like YouTube and others and us to some extent have made this Possible. Then have we answered our previous conversation via this? Creators are taking away the time for content which previously people spent on newspapers, yeah. TV news. To some extent, yes. No, because you know, you have to keep one thing in mind. Look, there was a point in time when there was only the, like, the whole family would get around the TV mm. and watch it from like 7 to 9 p.m., mm. for instance. Mm. That's gone today. Mm. Consumption is mm. disaggregated in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you know, nowadays, for instance, there are still peaks mm. of consumptions, but the distribution is a lot more sort of flatter than it would be when there was only TV mm -hmm. or that you'd only read the newspaper in the morning mm -hmm. or you'd listen to the radio mm. in the morning uh, or you'd carry the radio and listen to it in your commute. Mm -hmm. But today, just because of mm -hmm. the, the smartphone and because of all these platforms, consumption of media and entertainment has never been more disaggregated. Yeah, that's, that's what I was saying. Although we all have finite time, but I think mm -hmm. the consumption has really... So and some level there is cannibalization, but some level the consumption has gone up Maybe the pace is moving much faster than... I mean, yeah. here's a data point. No, um, uh, Indians watch about 1.3 trillion hours worth of video, like of all kinds in a year. In China, that number is about 3 million, 3 trillion. Jesus. Chinese no. just spend a lot. And this is all kinds. Huh? This You're is not just trillion, most. not billion. Trillion, trillion, right? And I think the right way to actually explain that would be to cut it down, right? Like, mm -hmm. I mean, the average time, for instance, per day that an Indian spends on this, like watching video on a smartphone is over an hour. Also is another trend that content consumers are getting disillusioned by corporations per se and leaning more towards fragmented distribution. Like I will trust uh, person X, but not the news agency if they were to publish something. Do you think that's a trend in the market? I didn't. Right now, I consume my news from Corporation ABC. Mm -hmm. ABC has reporters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah. Is the world moving in the trend that tomorrow I don't want to go to ABC, but I want to go to those 1, 2, 3, 4 or 5 because I will associate and resonate with 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 versus ABC? I think there is... Still credibility left for channels as well. Yeah. Yeah. Channels as well. But is credibility moving from 
consolidation to I fragmentation. I see your point. I see your point. Again, both are happening. Again, there are sometimes you start. I think it, it's either uh-huh. moving in this direction or that. But if, if some journalist or somebody who you like, you can follow him also. But not that's un- what I'm saying. Not huh? until yeah. very recently that was not possible. Right. But now you can. Now yeah. you can, yeah. yeah. So do you think that will be the future? Where people will follow individual journalists they like versus an assortment in aggregated... Like a TV channel, news channel like NDTV, yeah. MBBC yeah. or something. You have to stretch this out, Nikhil, mm-hmm. right? Like, so if you take a 10-15 year view and you take a look at essentially digital natives, like people who were born in this, mm. like my, my, I have two boys, 16 and uh, he's going to turn 16 in a few days and, and 12. The point you're making is true for them because like yeah. my 12 year old actually refers to Mr. Beast uh, and the yeah. stuff he talks about yeah. more than he does like BBC or anything. So if you stretch it out uh, and what they do is yeah. what I can see them also getting really comfortable with and again this is all a question of time, attention and all of that is essentially very short form. They are not yeah, yeah. sitting around yeah. watching you know two hours, three hours. They aren't. They are like, actually the action is literally this thumb flicking. They hold the phone 100%. in their hands and they're flicking up all the time. They're just going through stream after stream after stream. After stream and I think for stream. that reason, exactly resonating with what you said, content is getting shorter, but it's also moving very quickly away from text to video. Oh yeah, oh yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh for sure. As an independent creator, you have a much bigger shot tomorrow than you ever had yesterday to find an audience. Mm. Completely agree. Yeah. agree. Completely agree. But what I would, mm. uh, but this is just mm. a, a view, mm. is I think short form mm. gives you a higher likelihood of success. Dopamine Probability. Hit. Quicker dopamine hit. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Let's keep summarizing along the way. So the summary of this point is? The summary of this point is, I feel, to your point, it is definitely, I'm not, I'm not doubting it. I'm definitely seeing it move towards singular creators. And I think I got one data point right now. If I'm not wrong, we can double click on this. Just have a look at the numbers that MediaNet is doing back in the day. Mm. How much money a brand or a corporation you, or a movie mm. used to spend on promoting on MediaNet yeah. versus online platform. Yeah. You'll see that become one third. But essentially what Vijay is saying that you can be at the scale of one. Yeah. But you can serve the hundreds, thousands, yeah, millions. Absolutely. So we said this. We said video is definitely the way forward. Oh, yeah. And we said the newer generations have shorter time spans and that yeah. trend will likely continue as well. Yeah. And also that they they are likely to be very accepting of just like independent creators, creators and we'll look yeah. at them Correct. as experts. Do you think gaming is big competition for all of you guys? <laughs> the share... The mind space share of gaming has been going up significantly. Mm. And the scale of gaming is incredible. And the the thing with gaming, unlike what all three of you do, is it's interactive. It's yeah. two-way. There's feedback. Uh, that in itself innately makes it very attractive. Do you think gaming is a serious threat when all three of you are vying for that same two, three hours of somebody's time? See, all of these things, whether it be gaming, sports, movies, Correct. TVs, you know, they are essentially, they're products. Mm. They are all, and if you, again, abstract them further, they are telling stories. Mm. 
if that story sucks, I guarantee you that game is not going to fly. Just as much as a movie won't yeah. fly, just as much as a yeah. that that boring match won't fly either. Right. So the point that I, the way I at least talk to the team about is, look, we have to work hard mm. to earn the that right Attention. of time. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if you tell a great story, mm. I guarantee that people, maybe not today, but will tomorrow or day after, they will put that game down for yeah. for two hours right. or an hour and they'll come and watch Night Manager or they'll right. come and watch Sas Bahu and Flamingo. Point I'm making is that you have these great stories uh-huh. and and they have to earn that right. Right. But if it's a great game and, and we don't have a great story. And, and if it's a great film on the screen, they'll course, come. So I'm just saying that uh, they're not straight jacketed, I feel. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. If tomorrow you're able to create a show, deep fake or automatically mm. generate actors, <laughs> expressions, all of that, in a manner where you don't have to... I I hate to sound condescending when I talk about actors, so I won't say tantrums. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> not deal with any of that. Have like the most efficient machine kind of a model which will allow you to create a show from start to finish in probably a fraction of the time. Would you have any aversion towards adopting technology like that? It will also help the multiplex industry, likely. Well, the strike is all about that. Not having guardrails yeah. on CG, not having guardrails on AI, yeah. writers and actors. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you feel a sentiment towards an actor, because that's what act stars, that in, in a sense, I think it's very difficult for AI so, to... So, you mean, you mean sentiment towards a human being who yeah. happens to be a star? Yeah. I see your point. I mean, if he's alive, you as a fan would not, even if you give me the same guy. But Vijay, the point is, I don't know. I'm not sure. Certainly, I am not in a position today to to be able to say that people won't gravitate to that person or not because I don't think it's been done yet properly. I think I framed that question incorrectly. I didn't mean actors who are already (laughs) there. But you get the perfect actor then, right? Like the director gets exactly what he wants. You could even have a flawed character, but the reality is that yeah. that as you say, it's look, it's bits and bytes. Yeah. It was it was like written it's, up in code. Yeah. It's Vicky the robot. Right? But it's like, like in animes there, look at Avatar, some were real, some are not real. I mean that's already happening, the hybrid but animation model. becomes totally real. Yeah. Like if, if you look at where anime is going, anime also and Pixar and all these people, they can create. No, I feel there's huge value. Huge value. I, I don't. I think. I think if if it is adopted well, mm. it can be a disruptor. Mm. But it is a long debate. It's an it's a debate which mm. is what's warring right now in the United States mm. as well. How do you greenlight original content? If I'm building content for Hotstar, three things mm-hmm. that you watch out for. I mean. Um, the content team actually drives that. <laughs> what do, they, so what like, do they look out for? So the content team looks for, to be fair, a great story. Mm. Uh, they do look for the arc. Mm. And yes, who are the, who, who's going to go play it, right? Like, who can they who can they play it? Who can, who's going to direct it? If um, I had to use a hack to put myself up on the list and I'm creating some original content, what, what do I need to do? So... Some of it is like formulaic because we've known that, you know, genres like uh, mystery, murder, etc. They tend to, or this whole drama piece, they tend to, they tend to sort of travel more. Mm. So you'll get a better chance of getting greenlit there. Mm. Uh, 
throw in a couple of big names, better mm. chance of getting in, uh, <laughs> uh, there. Throw in a great director, mm. better chance of uh, getting uh, greenlit there. Yes, so okay. it's a combination of those things. Okay. Uh, creativity and commerce is something that should happen hand, hand in, in hand. hand in hand. Uh, it is showbiz. I know it's a very cliched thing to say, mm. and um, and if it's just content for uh, you know like a platform, uh, then you know the pilot is important, the script is important what you put together and then of course it'll get greenlit and if it's for it's a feature film then again uh, uh, you should be well aware of uh, what the returns of that content are going to be from years of managing <laughs> larger than life personalities okay <laughs> what have you learned are traits that sets one talent or or the people who made it apart from people who did not make it unbelievable insatiable appetite uh, people who were at times in the early parts of their careers they don't wait too much to smell the roses because they're on to the next on to the next on to the next way very quickly so i'm guessing you're asking this also from a aspiring star yeah. perspective because that's a huge audience like the number of people i think being an actor is also being an entrepreneur right it is oh, for sure It is. And there are a lot of people aspiring to be signed by somebody like Vijay. Yeah, but I think the problem is Vijay. Vijay articulated that problem. No, it's almost easier to set up like a tech company or any company for that matter than it is to actually break into this field. Hmm. That I think is like a huge barrier. Yeah. Right, and that I'm I'm not quite sure how you overcome that because Vijay's point is you got to know somebody to get in. Can't you create like a platform where different people? Record auditions. That's what it is. That's and what, aggregate them. That's what we've. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do with both under twenty-five and BBS. It's exactly what we're trying to do with them. So that's exactly where we're going. Actually, I have a personal question for you. You manage many actors and actresses who are, in a sense, trying to get land the same role. How do you decide in your head if? Talent A you manage is better than talent B you manage for that role that both of them want. Well, I think the truth of the matter is uh, this is where in the company there are very clear-cut agent systems where each agent pushes the agenda of their respective clients, and eventually because you know a film is not a eventually the director it's the director's call right more often than not it's the director who sees mm. the frame or not mm. so eventually the directors do take the call but I think the way to devise that is. by creating a system where everybody has a shot at it and the director eventually takes takes a call at that uh i think the most for me the what what i look at at talent the most is are you here for the buck yeah are you here for a vision i intend to invest time energy and effort on reason for existence why should you be there Uh, that's what i keep asking them why do we need another another person and what is the right answer what do you have to give that's different i think commitment is so no, some of some, something can, some some of it can be as brutally cold as somebody can be somebody can look a certain way which the market demands how about some commitment it's, to the craft is still commitment what, what, to the craft is, is what, what is taken I mean, like there like any other business yeah what's yeah. your reason to exist yeah, what yeah. do you have that's yeah. separate from just because you're an actor or you're in a glamorous doesn't mean these three things are what i do so typically we do vision setting exercises which are very clear where do you want to be mm-hmm. right okay so the last section 
if somebody does not want to start a business but hmm. wants to invest in one either on the private side or public side i know there are public companies <laughs> here, which i will talk about a little bit uh, recommendations shit that's a very difficult question to ask me i'm not even going to answer huh? <laughs> i won't answer. you can't answer it right now <laughs> you you want a name of a company even the field oh i That's it. <laughs> I can give you my view because yeah. this is my job. So how many? So uh, <laughs> you have an exchange. Yeah. Uh, I've had some exposure with uh, Ajay, <laughs> as he knows. PVR, I have had a long <laughs> relationship with from a stock point of view. Sure, I bought two percent, so I invested a reasonable chunk of money, which I still hold to the day. I don't know. Two percent has gotten diluted after the merger, but whatever diluted <laughs> number is, I still have. The thing I like about Ajay, like. Uh, Ajay's ability to remain resilient during the pandemic, especially during the pandemic, and not significantly take up the debt of PVR, needed some god level of negotiation skills, and he pulled it off. And to have someone like him at the helm of a company, I think, is uh, incredible. You know, thank this kind of. And uh, talking about Sajith. I feel like he's in a business where 99 out of 100 people would be enamored by the surroundings and make one out of 100 decisions based on that. Uh, knowing Sajid like I do, uh, I think he would never. <laughs> and, uh, I think how objective he has remained in his transition from a financial company to an entertainment company, and he's. continue to remain who he truly is i think is testament to how good he is as a Brilliant. ceo and how long this journey will go Brilliant. and talking about vijay <laughs> like we've seen gift of gab all night and i i've tried my like, just to this complete now i'm so done like yeah, i see your point yeah. because we speak like every day and we're already like working together on a whole bunch of things and uh, Super excited! Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that's an investment. I think that's, yeah, that's more a partnership. Absolutely. But uh, really looking forward to that. The last bit. This being a charity, mm. every time somebody comes on this podcast, mm. uh, they all commit to give away a certain amount to charity, mm. and uh, the money doesn't come to me because I have too many charities in mm. life. I'm part of. I can't do one more. <laughs> the money goes directly to charity but we let the audience decide which charity the money goes to so for example you three say an amount and then you pick a charity each we put out a poll uh, we put out a poll with the names of four charities and the amount that has to be donated audience in a democratic way votes and the winner of that week gets mm. the money okay so what i want from you guys is an amount and the name of a charity the reason we are doing this is i have experienced this myself in my life uh there is a certain kind of satisfaction uh in a very twisted way it is also selfish mm. when you are helping some cause you're not being 100% altruistic you're doing it for some kind of appeasement of your own moral morality which also in turn helps you but let's not go so like you know twisted into this <laughs> deeper layer but uh, i think to make 
giving and participating in the community cool is the point of this and to the thing is once the audience picks a charity and they see the result of it when the money goes there we are hoping next time without us they do it on their own very simple sure so the amount doesn't matter whatever so you guys can just commit a amount i mean i'm very closely associated with our own charity pvr nest only mm. which is building yeah. ladies toilets and yeah. throughout and uh, pink toilets yeah. and also picking up people around our cinemas mm. who are in slums and stuff like that talking to the parents and then giving them not just education but employment as well so that's very close to our heart okay uh, pvr nest it's called done yeah and would you like to commit an amount about 25 lakhs is okay uh vijay next so collective supports about two or three charities mm. i so i'll just have to pick one of them and we'll them put it on the poll and i'll put it on the poll for uh. sure i'll send it to you guys mm. yeah happy to commit anywhere but 25 lakhs okay sajeet yeah so there's a friend of mine who mm. um, who runs this called links charitable trust mm. and it essentially links children to quality education healthcare and life saving medical treatment right um so uh, you know i'm going to speak to her uh, i haven't actually asked her whether yeah. whether i can even take her name the amount etc so let me let me speak to her and now yeah so you I'll come back with the amount yeah. we'll add it and we'll put it on the poll yeah. <laughs> i'll do the same 25 lakhs as well so let's say between 75 lakhs to a crore for this particular session goes out to one of the four charities uh, i won't pick a charity i'll let audience pick a charity for me sure uh, the money goes to that charity and the audience decides on a poll i'll send it to all of you and we'll make it like a fun democratic exercise sure which hopefully encourages people who participate to do this on their own tomorrow great lovely it's brilliant outstanding Excellent. super <laughs> thank, thank you, you. Thank, thank you thank you guys thanks nikhil thank you well done yeah. thank you guys to know what you thought of the episode uh, comment like and subscribe and thank you for watching